0: Welcome to Walking Backwards, I'm Brad Gramet. This week's guest is an old friend of mine, Matt Bass. Uh, he and I used to work together quite a lot. He's a director and cinematographer. And um, I hadn't seen him in a while, so it was really nice to have a nice long conversation with him and have a couple of beers. And he brought me my first non-alcoholic gift, um, which you'll hear about. So that was a first. Um, so I hope you enjoy it. Um, I, I wanted to mention my Instagram Because I'm going to try to post some more Show specific stuff on there I, I always announce when I release the shows on there But also I'm going to try to figure out Some other stuff to post I'm not sure exactly what yet But anyway you can follow me at, It's the number one giant robot That's my Instagram and if you'd like to email me, you can do so at walkingbackwardspodcast at gmail.com. And also check out my Patreon page at patreon.com backslash walkingbackwards. Enjoy. By the way, we've been recording for a while. Oh, Two cents. <laughs> so uh, welcome welcome to the podcast, Matt Bass. Oh, I'm glad to be here, Brad. Database. Database, database. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is It's always been Bass, right? Okay,
1: let's set the record straight. My last name is Bass, Mm -hmm. but I call the company Data Base.
0: Got it. That's what I thought. I thought that was the case. I
1: just happen to like heavy bass music. Oh,
0: you know what? You probably don't hear anything right now. I don't hear shit. Oh, my God. Yeah, because you're not plugged in. Yeah. Hang on one second.
1: Listen to that stereophonic sound. There
0: you go. You hear now. Oh, Yeah. yeah. Sorry about that. I, um... I have a little splitter connector thing, and I unplug it when I edit, so it sounds okay to you? Yeah. You hear everything? Oh, it
1: sounds fantastic. Okay.
0: Listening to your own voice gets you excited, huh? Okay, good. Um, Well, welcome, man. Thank, thanks for coming in. Sure. Thanks for having me. We were just talking about the last time we saw each other, and I just happened to be in your neighborhood, and, and then what was it? I came over at like midnight or something.
1: You're <laughs> we like, man, I think I'm in your neighborhood. I think I see you. I'm across the street gambling. <laughs>
0: I was playing poker. Yeah. (laughs) I was
1: like, come over.
0: (laughs) And then we sat around and drank all your beer with your wife and hung out.
1: Yeah. She's a good drinking buddy.
0: Yeah. I think she's a good buddy in general for you, huh? You guys have been together quite a while now. Yeah. Almost uh, eight years married. Eight years. Good for you, man. Good for you. So in preparation for having you on, I started thinking about the old days. Because we haven't worked together in many years. I don't know how many. Yeah.
1: It's been a while.
0: But... um. There was a while there when we worked together a lot, and the first time we met, you were directing and shooting a music video for Nonpoint. Correct. In Florida. <laughs> we were traveling with the Oz Tour. What did we do? We started in Jacksonville, went to West Palm? I believe so. Didn't we do three stops? Then we went to Tampa. Or was it Miami or Fort Lauderdale, maybe, was the second stop. You would
1: have a better understanding of that than I did. Yeah. <coughs> But yeah, we were shooting on 16 millimeter.
0: Yeah. Remember and the video. A,
1: the A minima. And we had those yes. crazy, like, spy camera.
0: Yeah, lipstick camera. Lipstick
1: camera that you rigged on a monopod and we make, made you go in the pit.
0: That was awesome. Yeah. And I loved every second of it. <laughs> Into and a clamshell
1: that, like, high <laughs> 8
0: Hanging on my neck. Literally hanging on my neck. And so I've got the post way up. And I'm in the pit, or I could hold it, but I'm staring down at my chest the whole time yeah. in the middle of a pit, and some of that footage was rad, it was super fun, yeah, and there there that one guy do you remember that really big dude? he was at every single one of the shows he was a big fan of theirs, and he became my de facto security yeah. <laughs> so he knew when we were there, and he would just he would just stand behind me and to and push people away so I didn't get like you know decked in the back of the head, and people knew we were shooting too, so they weren't aggressive or anything but that was super fun i i remember being up on stage with them in jacksonville and running around and yeah
1: that was like before the
0: uh, the invention of these small cameras and gopros
1: yeah oh yeah so we had to like invent these like makeshift like
0: yeah oh the best rig we did i don't know if it ended up in the video or not which one the lipstick cam on the drumstick the lipstick (laughs) yeah remember and remember. that guy hit the drums so fucking hard yeah and like the second hit i just saw pieces of the licks the camera fly, fly every...
1: everywhere yeah I was like oh that's why i have insurance guys
0: and, the, and then he just tossed the stick and grabbed another one yeah. <laughs> it was great. i don't think the shot made it in the video it didn't huh there was some i mean there would have been usable footage but i don't know if it looked cool or not it was probably upside down and sideways yeah that's funny. <laughs> it was a great idea, though. Oh, we did one on the mic too at some point. The mic
1: shot I think ended up in the video.
0: And then I did some stuff right in front of him, like from below on that on that um, the monopod on that monopod. Yeah, like right in front of his face. Yeah, that was really fun. And I was well, I was a PA. That's right. I'm trying to think of the name of the producer. John Harden. John Harden. It was John, you, and me. That was it. Oh, and the record guy. I don't remember the Yeah, record, the record right? producer yeah, um, yeah. who we worked with again Stuart Radford?
1: Stuart Radford. How could I forget? I still talk to Stu all the time. I can't
0: believe I remembered his name cuz I haven't I haven't seen or heard of him in a long time. But um but yeah, I remember. I was driving and so what? I picked you guys up at the airport in Jacksonville and then we shot the next day then drove to like Fort Lauderdale. Then, sh- I mean, we were working ridiculous hours, but it was super fun. It was super fun. And then you and I started talking, and you're like, "Oh, you do camera stuff too, huh?" Okay. You're like, yeah, I'm moving to
1: LA. I'm a steady cam guy. Right. Exactly. I was like, okay. And you're like, "Sure, you are." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "You have a steady cam?
0: But it worked out so well for you because, I mean, that sounds so egotistical. I think for you, just having somebody else who could point a camera at something oh, in any sense was great. Just to have extra footage. Um, and uh, oh, and then we had a couple of operators one day. Remember that? It was at Tampa. Oh yeah, we had, we had a couple of Bolexes. Yeah, on on scaffolding. Or That's something. right. God, yeah. that
1: was actually a pretty good video.
0: Yeah, I remember and, that. And you did some time lapse at one point in the car. We went for a drive, and you were like clicking it off manually. And
1: oh, I love single frame Bolex. Yeah. That's still one of my favorite things. You can't recreate that with anything.
0: No. And you've done super weird stuff with film over the years. Um, maybe the next job I did with you once I did move to L.A. Um, I'm trying to think about this. Was the one up the mountain? Was that the next one? When we when we did the hike?
1: Oh, the Lincoln Park
0: thing. No, I bet I bet we did something else before that. Oh, but wait. Let me... Before I forgot about this. I just had a memory... Me, so you rode the bus one night with the guys. Oh, that's I got some funny stories from that trip. Do you? Yeah. I want to hear them because I don't think I heard them all. But, um, but I'll tell you one about 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 us. So after our day in Fort Lauderdale, Miami, wherever it was down there, um, I'm driving the car to Tampa, and we're on. I don't know if we were on Alligator Alley or or not, but we're on this just road that seems to be forever, and it's midnight or 11 at night or something and we get hungry and john was like we have to go to a waffle house Yes. i have to go to waffle house <laughs> and so and and stewart's like no 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 <laughs> that sounds like Stu. there was another story later involving you and john where one of you was saying no and the other was saying yes but i won't get into that <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, or your ears only, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but but so so we went to Waffle House anyway and it was it was like their southern culture moment or whatever it yeah. was. But I mean, Waffle House is fo- awesome
1: so. Faux fo- so- fo- southern.
0: Well, Waffle House is southern. Waffle House is awesome.
1: So you want to hear my good story yes, from me on please. the bus? Yes. So the band was nonpoint and they were on tour with Ozfest. And so I, when I was a kid, I loved Ozzy. Mm-hmm. So I was pretty excited to be on the Ozfest tour, and I think that was when uh, Black Sabbath first came around or second time around for their reunion.
0: They were definitely playing.
1: Yeah, they're definitely playing. But he had been on a bit of a hiatus. So I was talking to the band. I was like, "Man, what's it like to to be on tour with Ozzy?" They're like, "Oh, it's great." You want to hear some funny shit? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> "They're like, so here it is. Every night, around two hours before the show, Ozzy goes on around ten Sharon comes in the dressing room She's like Okay Ozzy We gotta get you ready And he's like Oh no I can't do it Can't do it Sharon I can't I just can't Can't go out there tonight Can't she's like No Ozzy you're great You can do it You can do it And she like She puts on his shoe And he's like No care off my shoe I can't do it I can't do it And she's like No Ozzy you gotta do it And then like The manager comes in And he's like Come on Ozzy you gotta do it And they put on his shirt right? Right And this goes on for like Two hours Because Ozzy is like He's got stage fright No <clears throat> wow. So he's like terrified to go on stage and he needs all these people to go like, come on, Ozzy, you can do it. I can't go, I can't go, I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't, do it I can't do it. It's like like ten people are like pushing him down the hall to get him to the stage. They finally every get, night this is every night and they finally get him to the edge of the stage and there's this safe. And he reaches in there and he he opens the thing and there's this bong and he does like a bong rip. He's like, like Okay, oh, Ozzy's ready. Ozzy's ready. It goes, it goes on stage, and I don't know if you remember, but there was a teleprompter that was yeah. no smaller than like six by eight feet. It was, it was like is that a custom teleprompter. i never seen anything like it. So he gets out there, and he can't remember his lines, so he has to read the teleprompter. Each word is like a foot tall, and then the here's the icing on the cake. He gets out there, he's like reading the teleprompter. He's so terrified. If you noticed, every night they would hose him down, right? And the reason they were hosing him yeah. down apparently is because he was pissing himself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know. I remember
1: that. <laughs> so, you know, there's price to pay to be Ozzy Osbourne.
0: Oh, man. Uh, well, I, how old was he then? Uh,
1: 15 years younger than he is now. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I mean, actually, that was like. He's got a. That was probably 2002. I mean, I moved here
0: in O two. Was it? Oh, maybe it was 2001, 2000 somewhere in there 17 18 years ago probably yeah yeah that's funny yeah Uh, it was i mean it was it was crazy remember i mean they they were they were like oh well three of us showed up on you know in the first oz fest day because there was one day they just played a one-off show in jacksonville that was actually a
1: great show it was it was cool that was actually a great venue
0: yeah um Great for shooting in too. Yeah,
1: the way just, you can the stage was deep, so you it, could be. Yeah, you.
0: and it just looked like the kind of place you would, you would that that th- that band would play. Yeah, you know, it had a cool uh, vibe. Yeah, cool vibe to it. Aesthetic. Um, yeah, so the next day when we were doing the Ozfest day, they were like, "Oh, we only have two passes." Like the tour manager, oh, <laughs> we're that's like, "Right." What are you talking about? Oh <laughs> There's three of us. They're like, yep, two passes. And I forget what we had to do. Had Eventually t- everybody knew us anyway, it didn't really matter, but we threw the pass over the fence. Yeah. Like I'm like, we're officially here shooting a music video. You couldn't get three passes? Like yeah. what? We'll
1: <laughs> so, get you in, Brad. <laughs>
0: like <laughs> I'm not a fan. Like I'm trying to work here. But um yeah. Um, that those that was fun. That was a fun time. <laughs> that was a really fun time the film days yeah and then we did that job that i alluded to before where we hiked a hand crank to see. yes and all the accoutrement to go with it up the mountain in malibu to that waterfall with the lake yes and that was super fun as well but my god i had a backpack on my back a backpack on my excuse me on my front and uh it was like
1: a... You had my snowboard, snowboard bag, bag with, the, with the sticks in with it. With the
0: sticks on my shoulder. <laughs> and everyone else had the same, basically the same amount of shit on them. And then there were certain points where we had to pass shit up. It was like a climb. Oh, that was
1: like very difficult climb. Looking back on that, I'm like, I can't believe I talked to everybody into doing that. I
0: can't believe it either. That was and like a two-mile two, two mile
1: hike in.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Up. Up. Uphill. Up. I was no, a lot no.
1: younger, younger then. Yeah, likewise.
0: <clears throat> but um, that was crazy. You remember the camera broke? I jammed the camera. because well, it was hand crank. Yeah. Well, we were double exposing, and you, right. we got a little crazy. Yeah. I was cranking sometimes. I took you that shit apart, so- dude. I fixed it. Yeah. Well, I remember being in that mag. Yeah, you I remember you cleared out the mag for. I can't even b- remember how long I was in that mag, just spinning, 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 trying to re-spool it. It was like spaghetti in there, trying to save it. Man, I would
1: love to have that camera. A 2C hand crank? Yeah. Because it was amazing.
0: My friend Alex, I think, still owns one. A 2C or a hand crank? 2C hand crank.
1: Really? Mm-hmm. I'll trade my, him uh, my BL4S. You,
0: you have a BL?
1: So, I've got a present for you, Brad. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you brought along a mysterious
1: brought, case <laughs> Here's a present for it You guys can't see us, but this is a, a yellow <laughs> space case That says like, shallow water housing <laughs> ACC, property of Claremont Camera, Hollywood, Toronto, Vancouver Now, well, you're going to ask me Where did you get this case?
0: Where did you get this case?
1: Wait, you got to open it up, there's an extra gift in there
0: I have to open it? Yeah. yeah. Alright, well hey, Undo that latch for me so I don't have to There we go what? Hang on, let me look in here. <laughs> it has one 6x6 six six filter frame. Yes.
1: Courtesy of Claremont Camera. Okay. So, you know, recently Claremont was acquired by Kessler. Yeah. And then Kessler took what they wanted. Yeah. And I don't think you're aware of this, but Claremont had probably no less than a thousand cases interspace cases that were just sitting there that were from magazines that they wanted rid of they just want to get rid of so they had they Clarence was having an auction
0: oh they had an auction i didn't even yeah know they that. had an
1: auction Shit. three four months ago and let me tell you i was like oh this is the golden goose this is like the hollywood golden goose like where else are you gonna go in and be able to buy like up to 40 film cameras yeah so i went there and i had like i was like i don't know how much money i'm gonna spend but i'm definitely getting a film camera even though i'll probably never use it
0: again wow so you bought a bl so i got a
1: bl4s and an imo 35 Mm. pl love an imo yes that's awesome it is pretty awesome wow they both work so they had all these cases, and uh, actually, I didn't win the cases at, at first. I went there to pick up my cameras, and then I saw they had all these cases, and I was like, what's with all the cases? They're like, oh, we're selling the cases, too. he bought them. I was like, so how much for the stack? They're like, each stack is like $20. I'm like, $20? <laughs> a like, cases. For a st- How many cases is a stack? They're like, oh, I don't 10 and 20. And I was like, holy shit. I, I don't know. I, I, like, love cases. It's, like, my, like, thing, like
0: well Kate, you, you own Kate, a lot of gear too yeah
1: i own a lot of gear and i'm like super highly organized so i have, <laughs> I have like very virgo like you know buy the book you're so opposite of me super organized so like i love cases and i love organize. so i was like oh my god claremont cases i was like all right i'll buy a couple of those so i bought a couple lots right and then my friends were like oh i bought one and i want one and i was like they're all gone i paid like a dollar a case <laughs> And then I, was, I went back the next day to, to pick up the IMO because it wouldn't fit in my car.
0: Because you had so many cases. Because I had cases. so many cases.
1: <laughs> I took my wife's car. She has a roof rack. And I was like, uh, let me get... Uh, like, you still have cases left? They're like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I want more. Like, how many more do you want? I was like,
0: I don't like three more lots. Anyway, I walked... So on day one... You managed to give away all these cases or sell them to friends or whatever? Yeah,
1: it was only like 10 or 10, 10 or 20 of the 10 or
0: 20 cases in one day? Yeah, though.
1: well, well I, kept the, I kept the ones I wanted. I gave away a couple.
0: That's so funny.
1: But then I was like, oh, my God, you know, I might be honest. something here. Give me here. the rest
0: of them. I was like, give me the rest of them. Well, ca- cases are expensive, too.
1: Well, yeah, I, as, I, as I know, I've got a case fetish. So, you know, these are like probably three to $500 new. Yeah, when you, when I you so them. wish
0: I'd known that, you know, I need a battery case right now. Right here. Did you bring this as a gift? Yes, you brought me a case. This as is a your gift? gift, and you left the six x six map boxes the bonus. Yes, oh. <laughs> that's your bonus.
1: And you know what, Brad? I am going to tell you since you're such a great guy. If this doesn't fit, I've got others.
0: Oh, we could we could make a. You know
1: what? You should have told me because I have a perfect case for the Anton battery.
0: Well we'll, well, well, that actually might fit in there. We'll have to talk about this after. Yeah, I got you. I got cases. I have um a bunch of a bunch of ba- I need I need um so the two cases you can see over there on the left stacked up are both battery one the one on the bottom is a battery case the one on top is a charger case but those are for my old chargers and batteries that i'm trying to sell right now and then on top of that are the chargers for my new batteries and then my the batteries are over there but i i uh i'm pretty sure i have the perfect case beautiful they might have been they might have had the exact like they probably had anton cases (laughs) probably (laughs) is
1: an anton case
0: Wow, awesome. Okay, we'll stop boring everyone with that. But thank you, man. That's so cool of you. Yeah. You know, quite honestly, if you want that 6x6 six six filter, if you can use it, use it. Oh, no.
1: I didn't just stop there with the cases. I got a whole lot of 6x6 six six uh, six six filter <laughs> holders. So I have, probably have like 40 of these.
0: Do you own 6x6 six six filters? No. Okay, I didn't think so.
1: What would I, I would never own 6x6 six six filters.
0: I know. Why would you? Yeah, why would you? Why would you own... Rent that. And and since you don't, why would you own four? Well,
1: I was looking at more like uh, fine art, arts and crafts. This is Oh, a, my God.
0: You can frame photos in there. No
1: kidding. So, this is a great thing if you're doing like a Hasselblad. Pr- you can do like a little oversized print.
0: Exactly. For the square prints. Right.
1: So, I've got... I thought this would be a great photo thing. So, I've got a whole bunch. This is like one of those art
0: projects I'll never get around to. But when I do... It'll yeah, but cool. you d- actually—that's an interesting point. I didn't even think about this leading up. You—you you are an artist. You did—you did for that video at the top. Oh, of the, mountain.
1: The, the MVPAs. Remember, I made those the awards for them.
0: For what awards? The
1: Music Video Producers Association. I don't think they're even around anymore. I don't remember that. Okay.
0: What I was oh, thinking the, You can tell me about that But you made the little alien things The alien insects or The, the ins- alien insects Right Yes Right It was like a whole project you did Yes And then we used them in the music video Exactly Like on the end of a fishing line And yes. it worked shockingly well <laughs> And then that weird shit With the girl getting entangled in the wire Yes That we shot kind of time lapse
1: I think we pulled it and hand cranked it, so it looked it looked real.
0: Yeah, we just like crank yeah. real slow and then move it a little and crank real slow. Yeah. I
1: recently uh, pulled that video out of the the closet because Chester from Lincoln Park oh, had yeah, passed away, right? So I I revived it. Cool. Is it online? Yeah, it is online. We
0: make sure to we'll talk about yeah. that, and I'll, I'll put a link under the thing. Um, it's, it's a cool it's a cool video. That was for. And what a day! I mean, I remember hiking down like right at sunset, and it was dark by the time we were three quarters of the way down. Oh my god! And we were all just wrecked. And 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 your producer, who uh, who was that? It was the, my girlfriend at the time. Yeah, your girlfriend Anastasia. At the time. Right, Anastasia. I was trying to think of her. Well, name.
1: she was the only one that knew the way. <laughs> She was like, I've got this great location for you. I was like, okay. She's like, Let's had you been up there before that? I can't remember. So long. I want to say that I saw pictures. Right. And I don't think I actually. You like, might not have done it if you I don't you've think I've actually before. done it. Because if I had actually done it, I would have been like, there's With, no way. Right. You would have been like, it's impossible it's to impossible, get It's impossible. But she was so
0: like, oh, it's only around the corner. Like, right. <laughs> and it's way out in Malibu. And then it's called what was it called? Um, I used to know the name because I've I've done that hike since. Oh, you have. Well, not recently. Yeah, yeah. But probably a few months after that, I took I took a friend of mine and we went and hiked it. It was great. It wasn't as nice because there wasn't as much water at that time. Mm. But um, it's still cool, you know. Yeah. I remember with the water. You basically follow the little trickle of water yeah. all the way up. Um, but it's not like one of it's not Running Canyon. It's not like a big path. Sometimes you're like, which way is the path? Yeah, I just keep going up. Look so, for water. Go that way.
1: Like, use your sixth sense to guide you.
0: Yeah, winding way. Winding way. That's what it was called. Yeah. Good memory. Bro. It's an official like hike. Yeah, but I, it's not. Tra- it's not often traveled.
1: Clear road less traveled.
0: Yeah, it was worth doing. I'm. Gl- I'm so glad I did it. If you had told me what the what it entailed, and by the way, if I remember correctly, for free. Oh yeah, probably <laughs> for free. Because you were my friend, I wanted to help you out. I was happy to, but, um, but, and the reason was because Linkin Park did a music video for every single song of their record. They did like a second, right? It was a remix record, right? So they did, and but they paid, they gave you like two grand. It was I don't even. It was nothing. I think it was two grand to make the whole video. Something, something. Something I remember you telling me. Yeah, it wasn't
1: much more if it was anything. And
0: most people were shooting video. Like their their own camera or something that they could Lips get for cameras free. and you're you're at auto. I'm fairly certain renting a a specialty camera. Yeah, I was 35 like 35 millimeter. Nobody's
1: making money. We're going to shoot film. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it was it was great. We got, we got free film. Oh, really?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I I had free film down on lock back in the day.
0: Well, when it was around. When so. it was
1: around, you would just have to talk to production managers. There was right. al- there would always be short ends left over, and I'd always go when you know coming up. I'd be like, "Oh, you guys have short ends? Like you're gonna sell it back to Rostock? I would love to buy it from you." They'd right. al- they'd always go, "Just take it."
0: Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, yeah, because to them it was like,
1: yeah, it was it was just like another they paid PA three hundred
0: for it and they were gonna get twenty bucks for it or yeah. whatever, right? Yeah.
1: I mean, at one point, I had I had <clears throat> stacks and stacks of foam cans. Yeah. That never even got
0: shot. How yeah. sad. Um, I'm sure there are plenty of people, like you and me, around town that still have like cans in their freezer.
1: I know. You know what? There's a th- there's, the thing is it just fades away and just gets uglier and uglier. I've 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 experimented with old film mm-hmm. with my Bolex. I still have film that's twenty years old. Do you really? Oh yeah, that's undeveloped or even unshot. And then occasionally I'll go out and shoot it and I'm like, uh, you gotta push it one or two stops. You really can't clip test it because it's one yeah. foot roll. What's the point? Right. And you just kind of—I call it the mystery film. It, if you want it to look old and interesting, I got gotcha. you.
0: Well, there's a whole thing <laughs> on like Instagram with people shooting old, old still photo, uh, old stock. Yeah, old stock. Um, and there are some really cool ones I—I've I, seen that. You know be- because you know the stuff I shoot i, I it's a yeah. lot of it's very abstract, yeah, so for me it's well, perfect co- for that
1: right because you you want that kind of flexibility in your uh, it 's a surprise freedom. anyway yeah, it's a surprise, right. I used to always think of film as a surprise, yeah I can't even tell you how many times like I remember in film school i I'd, I'd go to the lab and pick up my film. The first thing I'd do was open it up and like hold it up to the light like how did that work it's like some yeah. magic trick. <laughs>
0: yeah i mean I, back in the day 10 years ago or even up to about well probably six seven years ago i was shooting so much yeah. not so much but still shooting a fair amount of still film and i i loved the day i could pick it up right because i would go in and like at a and i sometimes i'd stand if nobody else was in line behind me i'd get my i'd get my Once in a while, I got prints, but mostly I got a sheet and then negatives. And I would literally stand there and look at them. I'd I'd use their thing to look at negatives, or yeah, or and and they they had a light box, and I would stand in there for an hour, you know, looking at looking at the rolls that I shot. Like, holy shit, that turned out awesome! And like, what the hell was that thing that I shot? You know, it was just it was just different. And now everybody who takes a photo. You know, it, okay, the phone is one thing, but with digital cameras like DSLRs, people take a photo and then they pull it away from their face mm-hmm. and look at it. Then they take another one, then they pull it away from their face and look at it. And it's like, and then they just shoot and shoot and shoot until they get the one they think they like. It's not
1: exactly the decisive moment.
0: <laughs> right, and you know, professionals are professionals. Take, they take—they know exactly what they need out of something. That's—that's yeah. that's cool, but it does take the mystery and some of the magic out of well, it.
1: Well, it's, it's—it's—it's cheating, for lack of a better term, because you could just lean on the
0: trigger, yeah, yeah, and then pull out your frame. I—I'm I'm, not—I—I I won't go as far as calling it cheating. I know what you mean by that, but it. So I think pros would say it's really nice because it gives me a chance to see if I got the shot, especially True. like a unit 100%. still photographer. Um, or somebody who shoots sports. Mm-hmm. Um, different different stuff, you know. So for them, it's like a great tool that they use to their advantage. Yeah. For someone taking arty or artistic photos, it's cheating. I'm with you on that. <laughs> you know? Know what you have. And okay, yeah, I get it. Focus and stuff. And, you know, I, I always thought, like, many years ago I heard about bracketing. Mm-hmm because I'm self-taught at photography. I didn't take classes or anything. And <clears throat> and they talk about bracketing. So you shoot, so let's say you it's a four. So you shoot it at a two eight and a two eight and a half and a four and a four and a half and a five six. And you take six photos or five photos or whatever that is for one photo. And so I was like, that's interesting. Then you know what you get. And I experimented with that through one batch of three or four rolls and then I got him back, and I was like, oh, my God, the same photo, the same photo. The sa-. I was like, what am I – I'm never doing that again, ever. <laughs> I was like, that's totally cheating and stupid. And well, then I got on a kick. Well, I went for a year – oh, maybe two years where all I shot on was a 50. Mm-hmm. I told you about that 50 that got stolen. That was the one? Yeah. Damn it. It was a one three, 50 mil, really nice 50 mil for my a Nikon? F1. No, it was a Canon lens for oh. my Canon F1. Um, and – uh. And I only took one photo each way. So you know how I move the camera and stuff? Yeah. I would never do the same thing twice. Or on the same subject, anyway. Right. So, um, yeah, it was like, if if I got it, I got it. If it looks cool, it looks cool. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And the, the, the thing that makes the ones that are cool on that day when you're at A&I looking at them, the thing that makes the good ones good is that you shot 20 others that aren't great. Right. You know what I mean? And there was a guy behind me one day and I was looking, he looked over my shoulder. I was paying and I was waiting for change or maybe they were looking for another role or whatever it was. So I'm standing there and I pull the contact sheet out and I'm looking and the guy goes, wow, that's great. And he sees one of my photos over my shoulder. And I was like, oh, thanks, man. He's like, what What did you do? How'd you get that? <laughs> and it's <clears throat> it's this one weird photo that I could show you. It looks like it, a spiral and it's just lights, and I moved the camera and all this stuff, and it turned out rad. I don't know exactly what it is. I can't remember that exact well, that's moment. That's the beauty of it. It's part of the beauty of it. And then and then he I, he was like, to have one like that per roll, you're a, you're a star. That's right. I was like, thanks, man. I was like, really? And yeah. I'm like, Are you? he's like, oh, yeah. He was a professional photographer. Yeah. I can't remember who he shot for. And I was like, thanks. And then he starts looking at the rest, and he was like, this one's a close second. And I was like, fuck. Thanks, man. I was so excited. So there's that, like, excitement factor about film. that Right, right. Because 36 pictures. Yeah. That was, it was like, you better. Or 24 for or yeah. 12 even for large format stuff and whatever. Yeah. yeah. You would think about what you were doing. You would think about it. and
1: <clears throat> You know what else is interesting now? Like, people just shoot away digitally and then they go back and delete the ones they don't like. Mm-hmm. With film, you can't do that. And oftentimes, you'd go back to your role of film, and you would discover that one that wasn't maybe your first pick. Yep. And these days, you probably dumped it in the garbage. Right. Delete.
0: When you're in a different frame of mind, yeah. you, you see things a little differently, or you notice something about it that yeah. makes it great. I've done that so many times. That's why like, I scan all my stuff. They all go, they're all backed up hard drives. You know what I mean? Are your hard drives backed up? No, actually. that's They're in the cloud. Are they? They're in the cloud. All the pictures? Yeah. That's impressive. They're all in the cloud. I can show you my box of negatives that I have. As
1: organized as I am with my camera gear, one thing that is a complete disaster is my personal photography app. Oh, really? Oh, it's it's all over the place. That's funny. But you know what I've been doing probably for the last, like, seven years? So when I shoot digital, I don't delete the card. I treat it like a roll of film. You just buy a new card? I just buy a new card. How
0: much are the cards? Cards are cheap.
1: Think about it. Back How in the cheap? day, well, I my comparison is you'd buy a roll of film, you get it developed and processed and print. It cost you twenty bucks back in the day. Yeah,
0: twenty bucks probably.
1: So I can go buy a thirty-two gig card for twenty bucks and shoot a thousand pictures.
0: That's a. I mean, that's fair. But on the other hand, you could also just back up your photos. Why? And save 20 it's do-
1: cheap archives. It's the original source. What's the point? I guess so. That's a fair point. It's probably just as stable
0: as your hard drive in the closet. Yeah, but well it is solid state. Mhm. That's a great point. Oh, that's interesting. I've never heard of anybody That's so a good have, idea. So I have
1: reams of them. Reams of cars. <laughs> and I just label them like 718, you know, you it's just put just like the, date the date on the month and the date date.
0: Right. That's cool. Well, you have to oh, month and the year, right? The yeah, month okay. and year, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I never thought about that before.
1: It's the greatest thing ever. Because then, if you did back it up to your hard drive and your hard drive's gone, yeah, do you have two backups, you do have two backups, you have your cloud
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the cloud is so cheap, like you can get Amazon right storage for I don't even know what it twenty dollars a year or something in like until the Amazon cloud goes out and the whole world evaporates that's fair too <laughs> um, I, but I have hard originals in a box on the other side of that door right yeah. there, so that's because it's film, that's because it's film. And I don't really... I mean, I shoot stuff with my phone, but I don't try to shoot anything with my phone that I would do with a film camera. Right. I just don't. Because, number one, it won't work. <laughs> it just doesn't look the same. No. Even if I had... I had a nice digital, like, small consumer Nikon digital camera. I still have it. It's probably piled under something somewhere. But it it can't do what... What especially since I do a specific thing. I don't think I think we were talking about this off mic, but I shoot long slide exposure. film, cross process, right. long exposure, I push. Um stuff that is really hard to replicate mm. with a digital camera. And that's part of why I love its original, you know. Well, have you
1: shot with the Fuji cameras? No. The Fuji cameras are amazing. For starters, Fuji's been making film for decades. Right, So they have figured out how to... Are they to still making film? I believe they are. Okay. Certain stocks. Yeah, yeah. They're making all that Insta film for sure. Have right. you ever seen the, the Fuji Polaroids? Uh, yeah. They're awesome. There's this one where you could actually change the tone and the color and then print it out. So it's a digital slash hybrid analog Polaroid camera.
0: Weird. That's cool.
1: That's really cool.
0: Huh. That's cool. I'm. I was never a big fan of Fuji stocks. Mm. Um, they're they're Chrome anyway because it it was always so green to me, mm. and the Kodak stuff I just like better. E100. Um,
1: Velvia though, Fuji Velvia is beautiful.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> um. Well, it's always been green, though, hasn't it?
1: No, that's there just was, that's just your psychological thing because the box no. was green.
0: No, 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 no. <laughs> Shut up (laughs) You can do the research Read American Cinematographer Or something Yeah it had a
1: little It had a slight
0: People would use it When they did The
1: movie stocks That's what I meant The film stocks The the movie film stocks Correct I will agree with that That's what I The film stocks were Definitely inferior to Kodak
0: I don't know about inferior Well I I always I mean I prefer you go to
1: telecine You put up a Kodak film stock Next to a Fuji I,
0: I definitely preferred Kodak Yeah so did I Um but I know people that like Fuji better, and part of why they liked it was they liked the way the green popped on it.
1: Right. Okay, cool. But, you know, we're all different with our... It all
0: works for the right story, right? Right, 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 right. But, um, yeah, we're blabbing away about that stuff. <laughs> it's fun to talk about. It. It's kind of nostalgic.
1: Yeah. Well, the reason I fell in love with these Fuji digital cameras is because they have all the Fuji film stocks. And all the controls are set up just like this Canon uh, FM F1. Sitting in front of me, it's like shutter speed, aperture, right? Boom, right there at your fingers. You don't have to go into the menu and
0: dig right. ten pages
1: deep to change your like
0: color balance. Right. Heather Heather Brown had one. She brought it in. I think she showed it to me. It had the same stuff, but yeah. it wasn't a film camera. It was a digital camera. Yeah, but-
1: I sold all my Canon digital stuff and one Fuji. Did you? Even though it's not full frame, oh, it's like really? a smaller sensor. It's amazing.
0: Cool. That's cool.
1: You can put all the primes in your pocket.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, it's tiny. That's nice. Oh, cool. Well, you know, if you get what you want, that's perfect. (laughs) Well, I mean, we we all like different stuff and we all need, for our own, whether it be artistic reasons or professional reasons, we all need a certain outcome to happen. And if you're using, if your Canon. Still stuff was not working for you And you found something better Then you should have that
1: Yeah I always thought that gear should uh, Inspire you You should Right Be instinctively attracted to it So that you <sighs> want to pick it up and use it That's true Right
0: Aesthetically Aesthetically pleasing in that, that as well Yeah You know for you personally, right? yeah. For me, like I love the look of this camera. This is why I own F one. Well, it's not the reason yeah, I own it. There's F1, like a design
1: component to cameras that I there certainly is that yeah. I really love.
0: Yeah, they're they're great. Um The mechanics of them all. Yeah, and this thing, I always joke that you know you can always just you can carry an F one any, anywhere in the world because it takes great photos, mm-hmm. and if you get into trouble, you can use it as a weapon because <laughs> <laughs> it weighs about eight pounds. Just the body. I mean, feel this body. Oh, it's not eight pounds, but wow. It's a few pounds, no? That is a weapon. Right?
1: Yeah. Look how many pieces are inside this little thing.
0: I know. It's crazy. Um, so, you
1: know, growing up, my next door neighbor um, was German. And my friend's name was Jürgen, And his dad was an engineer for this company called
0: Aeroflex. No way, really?
1: And in his garage, he had a little machine shop. Wow. And he built up an airy camera from the base to completion. And I watched him do this because he was my next-door neighbor. It took him like eight years. What? It was what? A, which camera did he build? I was so young. I, you don't know? I don't know.
0: What year was it?
1: It was the early I mean, it was 80s.
0: The, it was eight year or so right so it and, had
1: to be like the beginning of maybe the, the 435 or the bl4s no
0: 435 would not have been the 80s. that would have been the 90s yeah yeah he's probably talking about a bl unless it was some kind of 16 mil i want to say it was a bl because i
1: remember looking at it and it had that kind of body could have been an Ari 3 or so i thought that was really that's awesome it was super cool wow yeah.
0: what, what was he just like stealing one part at a time or he bring... was
1: he was <laughs> making it like he had machines, machining tools. So he,
0: was, so he was working from home.
1: Yeah, he was working from home <laughs> in his garage. That's so crazy. He had like the lathes it and all It took him that.
0: eight years. So he was creating a new camera. Correct. Ah, so you said built up. I made the assumption that he's putting together. No, he
1: didn't put it together. He was manu. He
0: was literally manufacturing. Yes. Like, wow. Like machining every little part yes. eight years. Holy shit. And when he was done, he got a new boat. Well, he needed a break. A break. (laughs) Eight years on one camera—that's crazy. Are you sure? Eight years?
1: I don't know. A a, long time. It was a long time. It felt like forever. Yeah, felt like forever. Wow, that's
0: crazy. Your friend, your German,
1: Jürgen, Jürgen Gallard,
0: the German Jürgen. Yes. Got it. Well, that's cool. Um, I was trying to think what else. What else did we do? Oh, um. We did that fun music video in San Francisco. Oh, the
1: Naya Jade video.
0: Where you and I shared a shared a hotel room.
1: The, oh, wow.
0: You remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was the whole thing with Steadicam, two days. We really beat you up on that one. Not too bad. It was an SR3. Yeah. So it was light. It was shortish takes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, po- I posted a photo from that, I think on Instagram or something, that I just happened across where my we did like one shot where my rig was on a stand um oh, yeah. w- where the guy comes and takes the pill that's right I saw that yeah um yeah and I'm like looking back at you and like I don't look super happy but it was just my weird face at the moment I was we had a great time on that show and then um yeah there's I'm waiting on a mag clearly and they're setting this up in the middle of the streets of downtown San Francisco um that was cool. That video was cool, too. Yeah, that video came out good. And she was great, and we had fun. I remember, do you remember what we did the last night when we after we wrapped? No. Um. What was that producer's name? I did a bunch of videos with him. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> so he took us to dinner. Me, you, all the other crew was local. This was bigger than the other one, obviously. Excuse me. Um, but he took us to dinner I think we had sushi or something me and me you him and his assistant and she was cool I can't remember anyway and then he's like oh we're going to the W for a drink so we go to the W and he's like get whatever you want I, I got <laughs> he ordered a grappa or something yeah and I'm like a grappa he's like oh yeah it's like a $75 like grappa and I'm like shit and um and I wanted I was starting to get into like whiskeys and scotch and stuff at the time so I asked the bartender I'm like do you, you have what Macallans do you have, and I was thinking I'd get a 12 year or maybe an 18 since he bought such an expensive drink I didn't think he'd mind because yeah. <laughs> an 18 should be about 25 to 30 dollars, and then he goes uh, yeah we got the 12 18 and 25 he goes I'll tell you a secret the 25 is mispriced huh? I go what do you mean he goes it's supposed to be 72 dollars but it's they somebody transfixed the numbers or whatever that word is I'm looking for it's 27 and it'll be fixed on Monday but as of now we could, it's $27 I was like I'll take one of those <laughs> so I, had, I think I had two $27 drinks nice on him. <laughs> and then after that we went to the strip club cuz he wanted to go Steven something was his name oh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was leading up to this he made us go that's right he made us go I'm not a strip club guy I know neither you neither are you and then we have a a woman with us who we were working with it's like kind of weird but we're all friendly and whatever so we went to this weird strip club and kind of sat there and he was buying so it's like we had drinks and whatever and then it was then it was closing and he goes a hundred dollars to the first one of you who jumps on the pole (laughs) Do you remember this? Yeah. Did you do it? Yeah. Well, the girls were done. And yeah. we were like sitting there. And I was like, whoop, up on the <laughs> stage. And I took one big swing. Everybody laughed. And then I stepped off into the bouncer's hand. And he walked me out. <laughs> and he said, he said, that was pretty fucking funny. But uh, you're never welcome back here again. I was like, no problem. I won't be back. <laughs> He goes, Was it worth it? I said a hundred bucks. He goes, Yeah, that was worth it. Yeah, why not? That's a good story. And he to 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 his credit, he handed me a hundred dollar bill as soon as he met me outside. Oh god. <laughs> anyway, that was our San Francisco trip. Then there was the another non-point video. Oh the one. I'm starting one to that, think my memory's pretty good here. The one that we shot at Max Senate. With the newspaper? Yes. Yes. Remember how we did that craziness?
1: Oh my god, talk about a prop madness. Well, well not, not
0: only whoops, not awkward. only the props, but, but the shift tilt lenses. Yes. What camera was that? Was that a VariCam? I think it was an F 900, but I can't be sure. But but I show up. You didn't tell me this le- going into. Th- <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, I got a video, blah blah blah, and then. I'm like, great, dude. And I show up on whatever day it was. And you're like, oh, I got shift-tilt lenses. We're going to put them on the steady cam. And I'm like... Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> as long as I don't shift-tilt. <laughs> well, I remember you were trying to figure out if we could mount a motor on them. Right. Which if I had known in advance, we probably could have rigged something up. Um, I still have yet to do that. Yeah. I know... I think... I've heard of someone doing it before but it's been a while um but but it but it, it, more than that the mounting just the whole rig that goes with it was a weird to mount with all the rods Oh, was we,
1: a claremont shift tilts
0: yes and we figured out how to do it and then it was super cool then we would set the plane mm-hmm. and then i'd just like breeze by him he'd come in and out of focus and then the guy it was it was really cool
1: man i love shift tilt lenses Still still They're to this great day i i I would use them all the time if people would let me <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm actually surprised more music videos didn't use them more well, often back you know, in the day. like in
1: the nineties, Matt Mahern and Sam Baer, you know those guys
0: that's true Sam Baer. Sam did.
1: Baer was like a, Matt Mahern's assistant, and Matt Mahern did like those those amazing videos for like Metallica right, and he kind of I would say pioneered that shift tilt music video dark moody stuff mm. and Sam was his assistant and then Sam got his big break and he did uh teen spirit Nirvana mm. and that was you know the beginning of
0: and it's not even a very good video but it,
1: it, you know what successful videos and movies don't necessarily have to be good they have to be at the right place at the right time yes you're right, right. you're right so it was the right sound at the right time and uh, the song was great obviously yeah. The video it was str- more about struck the music. a chord, mm-hmm. you know, his timing.
0: It's kind of dystopian.
1: <clears throat> but Sam Barry's just shoots shift tilts on everything. Did he? Commercials, music videos, and I, w- I always loved Sam's work.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I do, too. I do, too. I don't know if I've seen much of it lately.
1: Well, um, you know, after I was in film school, I was an intern at Propaganda Films. Oh, really? Yes, where I would make three-quarter-inch reels in the back room. <laughs> and I was making reels for David Fincher.
0: Really? Michael Bay. Wow.
1: Spike Jones. So wow. these guys were all getting started with their monster careers. careers and I was the, the little 20-year-old kid in the back room making their reels. And I would sit there and study frame by frame by frame Wow. And I loved, I always loved Fincher's work. And I, I, I got to the point where I was like, why when every time I look at Fincher's work, I do this slight squint in your eyes. Make sure you go like this, right? Really? And I was like, what? What does he do? How is he so good? And I would study these guys. Did you ever or, figure
0: it out? What was it It's it just
1: the way he composed shots and, and the movement and the blocking. He just has his own thing. I mean, mm. he's Fincher. He's amazing.
0: Yeah. I just talked to Chris Harhoff, oh, um, who did Fight Club? Nice, and we what a great movie. yeah, brilliant. It's dark, yeah um <laughs> it's it's actually a movie that's well I'll, I'll, we can talk about the movie, but I was just going to tell you, Chris Harhoff told me the story because there's a within steady cam circles it's kind of a famous shot of the guys walking up the sidewalk. And then a bus pulls up, and then they get on the bus, and the steady cam follows them onto the bus. Um, they're holding on to like, the pole or whatever, and then the bus starts moving again, and it's a pretty quick shot. But um, a lot of people were just super impressed by, like, getting on, like, a city bus with a right. rig. You know, that whole thing. Um, but Chris told me uh, this whole story about how Fincher wanted to do it. And I won't repeat it all, because it's all been on the pod- podcast, but um you know the way he had to deal with Fincher to explain to him like I'm sorry but we can't it's literally impossible to give you this he wanted to stay eye level up. no he didn't want to pan into the bus he wanted to bring them onto the bus so he wanted to back them down the sidewalk and then and then uh track to the right and bring them on the bus that way well we all know how wide a buses and then there's you know the door and then there's people there it's impossible so just hearing him talk about having that those conversations with him trying to explain to him like without being like no like explaining why you can't do it but here i can do this you know it's interesting Mm -hmm. and i'm sure he's been in a million situations like that so with giant directors um but we're not here to talk about Chris. We're here to talk about <laughs> you no. Know, but that that movie that movie was um, that movie was really cool. And one of my favorite author, authors is Chuck Palahniuk. Mm-hmm. I don't read a ton of fiction, but I read pretty much all of his books. And the reason I like him is because of Fight Club. But I think the movie is better than the book. I've read the book. I read it after the movie, so maybe that. That has something to do with it, but I do think he took the best parts of the book, and they're all in the movie, and he didn't leave anything essential out. Hmm. My opinion, but, but, and it's way down on my list of my favorite Chuck books. Are you a fan of his? Or
1: I haven't read any of his books. Oh, but I do love the
0: movie. Yeah, he's got he's written. It did didn't some, do
1: well in the theaters.
0: Not it did okay. Mm. I think not well. I don't think so. Oh, it was kind of like a Blade Runner. Okay. Yeah. Hmm well there are a lot of classic movies with the exact same story you know office space comes to mind <laughs> you know that made zero dollars like it made no money at the box office and then became a giant hit later which is so weird it's got to be disappointing for the filmmaker
1: yeah
0: there's glory and uh well later but
1: but uh, a sleeping victory
0: yeah, I guess, but, you, you know, you, you, you put your blood, sweat, and tears into this project for a year or longer, and it comes out, and it's a financial disappointment, even if even if the critics like it, you know? Yeah. If it doesn't make money, that's your career, you know? And and then to find, like, three years later, people are talking about how great it is. It's like, well, <laughs> why didn't you go see it when it was out, man?
1: <laughs> like...
0: Bad press. I mean, it obviously didn't hurt Fincher. Yeah. You know, because he'd already done Seven, which I think was a pretty big financial hit. I think so. Which is so much darker. That's a crazy you know, good movie. People could too.
1: relate to this simple idea of serial killer. Fight Club is a bit more complex story.
0: That's true. It's way esoteric. and Yeah,
1: and it's con- it's probably do way better now because people now love conspiracies.
0: True. True.
1: Back then, people who like conspiracies were weird. And now, Actually, now they're
0: just Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's a great point about um about that. Do you watch Mr. Robot?
1: Oh, I love Mr.
0: Robot. Okay, well, the first season of Mr. Robot at the end. I hope I'm not spoiling it for anybody. It's been three seasons. If you haven't, if you don't want to hear this, just wait five minutes, <laughs> fast forward, whatever. But, um, at the end of it, it, they they he acknowledges Sam Esmail the creator of the show acknowledges that they've ripped off Fight Club Mm -hmm. at the end and it's an homage to it and it's the whole season's a rip off of Fight Club and it's still great which says a lot about it but he ripped it off and then at the end he uses where is my mind? The Pixie song that's at the end of Fight Club. Oh my god. I know a lot of people didn't notice that, but I'm a giant Pixies fan, so I definitely notice. I always notice when they're on TV shows. I didn't even
1: put those two together. It yeah. makes perfect sense. Yeah. It's got that slow psychological like.
0: Well it erosion. starts out, he's like, Woo or it's can be Kim Deal singing that really high note and then yeah. It's a great song. But um and it and it has that build. And in Fight Club it was you know when the buildings start coming down you know and then i don't remember exactly how when it started in mr robot but i mean i heard that and i was like what was, at first i was kind of mad and then i thought about it and i'm like no you know what by playing this song he's acknowledging he knows what he's not copying but
1: paying respects to
0: yeah well i mean well, I
1: mean, all art has been inspired by other art. Yes, of course. And if anybody has taken liberty with that, it's, it has been Fincher in the past. With many of his music videos were inspired or copied from really famous photographs.
0: Uh, oh, right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> <clears throat> I didn't know that. The
1: Americas. Is one of the famous famous book, and Fincher had used it for a music video, and ended up getting sued. No, by the photographer. Really? Because he had lifted f- like photo by photo out of this book.
0: Oh, so he was like frame by frame. It was like scene by scene.
1: But you got to realize the early music videos were, you know, copying famous films or photo books. They'd have to get references. Mm-hmm. and so what better way to do is pick up a, a famous book
0: well everything to, always has pictures, things but you
1: know now pitching music videos and things of that sort there the people who are asking for the treatments are much more careful about the images that are being put in because if I sh- if I take a picture of out of a famous book and I say this is what I want to do and then I do it and then that video comes out and the artist sees the picture they're gonna go back to the label i'm like you stole our book they're like no we didn't like let's see your treatment like and the treatment's got the photo in it
0: oh so they're really careful about so they might say it to each other but they they don't
1: they don't actually like correspond
0: or document it that's funny so did he lose that lawsuit i believe he did really yeah
1: he had to pay rights for it
0: this was years ago even though it's not it's not like the book is in the video it's just yeah copied that's so funny that's weird well if 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 that was the case i mean fincher let me see if i can find the book I can't remember oh the that's book. all right well, we'll we're going to take a break in one second anyway to get another beer but um if that's the case fincher and or chuck palinick probably could have sued uh mr yeah.
1: Robot. I don't know. I mean, well, is Finch really doing anything wrong? I mean, I, I guess. But it's it's art, you know? People are creative. They're taking that and he's putting it to motion and, and yeah. applying it to a, a, a new arena.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, and I, I, I agree. I don't think that he... Sh- I'm not saying I think he should have won. I mean, uh, uh, I'm not saying I think that should be... A good or a bad thing to do I'm just saying if that was the case Then Fight Club and Mr. Robot should have had a lawsuit yeah. That's all I'm saying <laughs> It was that much of a, a thing But um I mean when you use the same song at the end That the movie did You're saying this is the Did same you watch thing. all three seasons? Yeah yeah. yeah I, it's I
1: got a little like bored after like two and a half
0: I watch it because I'm a little OCD about like, Thin- If conform- it shows up on my DVR I watch it <laughs> <laughs> A completionist. Well, I have
1: this it. thing where like, no matter how bad the movie is, I, I have to finish it. Like I'll, 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 I like to watch like bad indie movies. Sometimes my wife's like, "This thing sucks." I'm like, "We gotta finish it. Like <laughs> we like, gotta fight. Through we it. gotta fight. It might get better. It might make sense at the end, or at least we got to the finish
0: line." There's only one movie that I walked out of ever like at the theater i know people do it all the time they're like this sucks i'm out of here it's clerks too it was such a piece oh, of garbage. i haven't seen it don't um <laughs> i i love kevin smith's well, new, any movie that has two
1: at the end of it is you know chances are fair it's point really good. but
0: i mean considering how yeah anyway yeah um god we walked out we were like what is this garbage and i honestly wanted to walk out of kill bill the first mm-hmm. one Now, I understand that's some people are... I've said that to other people, and they're like, what? I just... It didn't do it for me. It's not my style. And other people are into anime or whatever and talk about copying. Um, But it just was not my thing. It looked beautiful. There are good scenes in it. Um, But my God, I was like, oh.
1: (laughs) Not everybody's into the the Tarantino.
0: Yeah, no, I like Tarantino too. Slow burn. well, I, I love Pulp Fiction. I love Reservoir Dogs. I love well; those are Jackie the fir- those are the early ones. Yeah. Well, you know, I no, I liked Inglourious Bastards. I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, but you know, anyway, not everything is for everyone. It's true. I mean, having an opinion means some people are not going to like it. <laughs> uh, it. You know, Brian Fried and I talked about this. If you if it's one way you can tell if somebody's making art, if some people hate it. It's true. If everybody's like meh you know across the board it's not art <laughs> that's true if you've got haters you're doing you're doing good right if if you don't have enemies in this world you're not you're not speaking up enough <laughs> uh, really i mean if you don't you're you, 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 right that doesn't mean know. you're an asshole I know, buddy. but i pride myself on no enemies oh no. i know you have some enemies buddy <laughs> and if you don't i swear you will by the end of this <laughs> art enemies <laughs> Uh, let's let's get a beer. We'll we'll continue our artistic talk in a moment. <laughs> All right. Talk, we'll talk. I've been play. recording this, but we're just talking technical stuff about my recording and editing software. It's very exciting. So, so let me
1: let me ask you, as as you're, you're a Steadicam operator.
0: So wh- I've been told.
1: So what do you think about the uh, the Movi gimbal?
0: Oh yeah, you're a Mo- you you own a movie. Yeah. You, well, by the way, before we get into that, how much shit do you own now? You own at least one red weapon or something.
1: I've got an Alexa Mini. You do now? Yes.
0: Shit. Okay. I bought
1: it a year ago, almost awesome. exactly to the day, almost. Oh, cool. And then I've I've got a magnesium dragon, six K red.
0: Okay, got it. It's the DSM. Why is it called magnesium?
1: The red made red made a magnesium body, which was basically one click below their carbon body. When they were doing the uh, when they first came out with the DSMC two,
0: why? Because of it was a price tier. Light.
1: Basically, the the carbon body was fifty thousand dollars. The uh, magnesium body was thirty thousand dollars. Got it, roughly. Okay. The Mister so give or, t- just, give or take accessories. So it's
0: just a name. It's not like literally made out of magnesium
1: it is actually literally made out of magnesium the body is that
0: is that the only difference in the thing carbon or magnesium the
1: difference is with the uh carbon you can do 120 pro res whereas with the magnesium you can only do 60 pro res there's 32 by 32 LUTs as opposed to 16 by 16 and you can do one click less in your compression so it's basically the same camera
0: right all that is gobbledygook to me.
1: Gobbly. see, I love the tech. I know you do. I, I love know. the tech, and
0: and it's okay, and I'm glad you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm glad somebody has to know it, and that's good. And you own all the shit; you should know it. Like yeah. we could get into details about cables for Steadicam or whatever, but number one, nobody but us gives a shit. I don't even give a shit. I know it because I have to. Yeah. You, you enjoy knowing this stuff and what you can do, and that's good. You know, I know what I can do with film when I shoot film. Right. You know what I mean? Like, You have to understand your limitations and what you can achieve. Well, it used to be a
1: lot simpler, right?
0: Yeah, that's the thing. They were going to simplify everything by making it digital.
1: And, and making it digital opposite. has opened up a huge can of worms. The most. But we are in the, the golden age of the digital revolution. Let's not forget that. Mm. Think about the, what's so happened in the last... That
0: Kodak is. I've I've heard thinking about bringing stocks back. <laughs> there's a demand for film.
1: Well, they're supposed to come with a new Super Eight camera.
0: See, I mean, there's some of it's like a hipsterish kind of thing that's into nostalgia. Of some course. of it's just nostalgia, and a fair amount of it, like people like you and me, are like film looks fucking cool.
1: Film looks awesome and, and does it has a timeless digital, feeling to it. Right,
0: right, and does something digital can't do. And I can store negatives. For at least a hundred years. Correct. With very little uh, degradation. Right. I cannot store a hard drive that I buy today will not exist in a hundred years.
1: Well, recently I went through my storage I mean, and, and, I found, and I found, I found uh, cans and cans of uh, film negative. Right. And then I found boxes and boxes of digital tape. And I was like, what's this one? Oh, this is one inch. What's this one? DCT. Get oh, what's this one? Here. Like, you know... Beta cam st whatever. There's like maybe like eight different formats, and I'm like, I, this box is literally useless. Quarter
0: inch, three quarter inch, one inch, right? everything, right?
1: And the weird formats that they came out in between beta sp, mm-hmm. and then
0: there's like ninety beta sps, right? I don't know if you ever saw dst
1: those. dct and yeah, and, and you can't you, you can't even formats. find someone to right. play that stuff. Right. But if you've got your film, right, you can actually
0: You don't even need anything to play it. You can literally hold it up to the sun and see what's on it. (laughs) Move it really fast. Well, no, I mean that's the that's the brilliance. Okay, so this has all been said before by people, but like if they find your cards that you keep, like film rolls, Mm -hmm. you know, if the aliens find them, and you know, in one year when they come, or in a hundred, whatever, you know, if you sent one to space, like they sent that golden record to space, right? The golden record, yeah. That was a um, – oh, my God, my brain's failing me. It was on the, the – oh, jeez, They sent those two probes out. One of them has left the solar system now. Um, Carl Sagan, and it was his idea, and his wife was like the shepherd of this whole Golden Record thing. They they printed a record on gold, and it actually was playing on the thing. Um, but, but the point is you can figure out what a record – you could figure out a way to play that. Like if you – it's a little more complicated but film if you're an alien and you come here and you find a roll of film and you open it and you look at it you're like what is this and you hold it up oh there's an image on here and then from there you go oh if you throw light through it we could project it on the wall you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. it's so simple and but if they find your card they're gonna be like oh this is a piece of space garbage and you know It's just a stupid piece of plastic. Who would know what to do with that? Like starting at zero, how would you know? Right. It's just a plastic object. It's just a stupid plastic object with some, uh, like, a couple of metal contacts on it, or whatever it has. Like, what? What is it? No one knows. But anyway, you do right now. God, I got all weird, didn't
1: I? Yeah, you got into aliens there, Brad.
0: I did. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you get the analogy, or whatever. Not the whatever point. You get the point I was trying to make.
1: That's one one angle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you're a big digital proponent. I know, I know. Okay, so you own... but Back to your cameras. Oh, you, own so I got... you own a mini and you own a a red magnesium something something.
1: Two, two dragons. Two red dragons. Two of them. Got it.
0: Okay. And that's it? Oh, yeah. I know you own a shitload of lighting stuff. Yeah.
1: Well, no, I, I stay away from the lighting stuff. Lighting stuff. You used to. I, I've got a, like a light mat 2L and... Oh, you backed, yeah, backed away from that. Yeah, oh. I backed away from like owning any lights. You just you need to have someone who owns all the lights.
0: It's too much storage and it's shit. It's too anyway. much shit. But you have a couple things in case you need something small, basically.
1: Yeah, if I need to do like, I always say I've got enough stuff to like light a room. I have my 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 Dito kit, which I love. Oh uh, yeah, my Dito DLH4 kit. It's got five in there. You can like roll it in a Pelican 1510.
0: I don't know. I know so many DPS that love those Ditos. One had, who was it? I went to his house. He had his whole house lit with them.
1: Yeah, I've fantasized about that. <laughs> I've only got five.
0: <laughs> Maybe not his whole house, but like his kitchen and his living room and stuff. It was I like, don't
1: know, like, know if they're even making them anymore. Really? They, well, they're n- I know they moved on to the LED version, which oh yeah, isn't as as good. Really? At this point,
0: I don't think I've seen those. But they used to be great little tiny light that oh, was really powerful to hide in little spots and corners, you know? They're great.
1: They're all dimmable and focusable yeah. and small and it's got yeah. that parabolic reflector in there.
0: Right, super small. Yeah, 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 they were good. They were good. You could you could I've put them on top of a camera before.
1: They are good for a camera.
0: Um you can do that. They were a lot for a camera. I mean, it's a lot of light. You need a dimmer on it. Speaking
1: to- of lights, I have to say I love the LED revolution that's going on right now. With sky panels and Geminis and light mats and sure. quasars and all the RGB. If you notice a lot of the cinema right now and there's a lot of color going on. Mm-hmm. And that's not because Roscoe just came out with a bunch of new gels. Uh, <laughs> it's because
0: it's so much easier.
1: Yeah. You just turn the knob. It's just like what do you what do you want to do? Green? Oh, you don't like the green? Let's go red. It used to be like oh, we don't have that on the truck. I Hang on,
0: let me send another truck. Yeah. Let, yeah, Make three frames of the red.
1: Yeah. Right. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't like this red.
0: Right. You had to decide way before so you prepare before. for it. And then if you want to change it, it was an ordeal.
1: And yeah. and now it's... I mean, it
0: wasn't the biggest ordeal ever, but now it's like... Well, it's a, a roll of a gel finger.
1: was a couple hundred bucks. That's true, too. You can yeah. drop... But do. not
0: even the cost. Not even the cost. Like, now, okay, cut the, cut the green out of there. Right. The, the Take labor. the red on. Do that all right. And that takes some... A few minutes to do properly, and you know you got to do all the lights, and now you need eight of them or whatever. Right
1: now, it's all DMX. Right through your
0: iPad. Yeah, they click it on the iPad, and it's now it's red. It's awesome. Or on the or on the board or whatever the hell. Yeah, I think it's
1: amazing. And they're so much smaller,
0: low power, low heat. That's really good. Like my friend shot a real super indie movie, and he bought rolls of led like the things the ribbon ribbon and then he just like basically took like um core plast or something like taped them on there mm-hmm. wired them he has lights he can glue to the wall yeah oh yeah like like nothing put them wherever you want
1: it's revolutionary oh yeah but you just see the light light mat has these light blankets now mm. so it's just a literally like a blanket so think about the simplicity of rigging lights to the ceiling or hiding them in places that...
0: Oh, yeah. It's just like...
1: Velcro. Nothing hangs down. Velcro, it's no generators.
0: Right, right. Plug it into the wall.
1: Yeah. You want to change your color balance? Yeah. It's pretty incredible. Yeah,
0: it's great. It's great.
1: And I think it's really, going to, it's really changing things right now because you're moving faster. Mm-hmm. You're having more creative choices. Right. At a much quicker rate.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. Did you ever work... Speaking of the changes in lights, have you ever seen an arc light or worked with one?
1: I have not personally used one.
0: I've seen one on a movie many, many years ago.
1: How big was it?
0: Well, there were it wasn't one. The whole movie was lit with arcs, so there oh, were uh, a, they had a truck full of them. Um, but it was a 12K, I think. Um, you know, same size, but and I was a PA I'd been in the business for a couple of years um I had seen all the light not all the lights but you know all the common lights I knew what an 18k was I knew what a 12 you know yeah I knew the difference between between 56 and, and and 28 you know the whole you know I had the general stuff and I was on this set it was this movie I did in Florida and I was like oh fuck that light is smoking it was at night and I walked around the corner I'm like, that light's smoking. <laughs> and there was a dude on a ladder next to him and I'm like, oh, the guy's, he's fixing it or whatever. And I walked over and I'm like, why is that? And then it looked weird. And it was like an exhaust out the side. I'm like, what in the, and he had this thing and he's on the other side of it. And I'm like, what's going on? What the, what the hell are you doing? He's like, oh, you probably haven't seen an arc before. I'm like, what? He's like, it's an arc light. I'm like, what? It had pan, it was a Pan-Vision light, I think. Um, but yeah so you had to trim magnesium into the side of it and it had to keep connected so the guy had to basically stand on the ladder next to the burning hot light and just feed it feed it in through the night and there's a guy on every one of them so I think yeah, anyway I was like holy shit and it looked great I mean the color coming off it was really cool mm-hmm. it looked great it's I don't know what you could compare it to it's it's in the same color temperature as tungsten, obviously, but it's like—I don't know if it's emulating like what the sun might look like or something. Well, I can't, it probably has this illumination that's almost magical, right? Yeah, a little bit
1: because it's burning, right? It's actually like alive.
0: Yeah, uh, I was gonna say it like that's why it's like almost like the sun. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. I don't. I don't know, but but yeah, it looks it looks great and. Um, that's the only time I've ever seen him. I, who knows? I'm sure there's probably somebody out there. They definitely still have some around, just in case. But there's probably some DB, DP out there, who? either using them or waiting for his moment. <laughs> but you have to have. I mean, this was a this was like a nine million dollar movie. It's not like it was some giant movie that was it a period piece? No, no. And it was a horror movie. It was Jeepers Creepers. Hey, they liked it. It was worked for the movie. Yeah. Um and I don't it's so weird.
1: Maybe they got a good deal on magnesium.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. That's funny when you said that. I'm like, don't get your camera too hot. <laughs> Cuz you know you can't put out magnesium. Or it's very hard. Mm. Like you can drop it in water it'll still burn. I didn't know that. Yeah. Like if you ever try to cut it, there's like a certain way to cut magnesium. You have to be super careful. So it doesn't light on fire. To heat it up, right. Because you'll burn the whole place <laughs> down. <laughs> trying to cut a rod or something and have like...
1: Well, I remember when they were first making the magnesium cameras. And there was talk on Red User and Jared Land chimed in. He was like, we're having a little difficulty mining the boards that have magnesium. For that reason, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he actually asked everybody, he's like, hey, is it okay if we make the boards, the internal stuff, out of aluminum? It'll actually cha- save you like five grand. We're like, yeah, we don't care.
0: Why would you want your... <clears throat> they just to
1: wanted to make a whole camera out of magnesium. Why? Because they're red and they can do whatever they want. Okay. Do they make money? I think they make tons of money. Do they? Hmm. Yeah. What's great about Red is it's it's an American camera company. You, you know any others?
0: That's true. That's true.
1: They also flipped the whole industry upside down, whether people
0: like it or want to admit
1: it. They, they did. They, they did.
0: did some some good changes came about because of them. Mm-hmm. I have to say, I I'm fine using one, but I think they I think they lacked um, they they made some mistakes of course um they lacked the right kind of publicity <laughs> amongst the people who were going to use their cameras now there were a lot of there were a lot of like prosumers and consumer people or or you know not like you cuz you do bigger work than but like people who maybe shoot weddings or something like that that were like giant fans cuz the price had come down so much and like it didn't matter what they did it was all right but like for people that have a camera on their shoulder or on their rig or on their dolly all day and have to use it, we're all like, well, why, are, why don't you have normal BNC connectors? Why, cannot, why isn't this camera able to be handheld without 12 pounds of bracketing? You know what I mean? Like, why, 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 why? Like, so many whys. And why is there not more than one out of video? You know when it first came out and stuff. I don't know how. You're talking are. about the red one, sure. Yeah, sure. And and uh, you know I don't know. I haven't used one in quite a while. Like actually, I was mentioned. I w- we were talking before. I mentioned the Agents of Shield pilot. That's the last time I've used a red. I think mm-hmm. that was in 2013. Oh wow. 2014. 20. I think 2013. Um, that's the last time I've used a red. Um, but one thing red did is because of that size stuff and whatever, and they. And the other camera companies realized, oh, there is at least a good amount of want and need for a smaller body. And so, Aerie made a Mini, which is great. And it's a rad camera. I love it. I've used it a ton. And, and, you know, that and the Alexa, and it's great. What do you need? You know? What else do you need? Well,
1: Aerie thought that their Mini was going to be like a gimbal slash drone camera. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's become their best-selling camera ever.
0: Has it really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. How could it be a better-selling camera than the Alexa already? That makes no sense to me. It's small. You mean in the amount of time? They can't have sold more Minis than Alexas.
1: Well, maybe not. I'm t- I'm talking about model. There's been like eight Alexa models. The Mini is just one of them.
0: Fair point. Okay, that's true. Okay. Right. Uh, I don't uh, know uh, the actual numbers. Got it. Got it. Okay.
1: But every time I've talked to someone at either Able who sells them or mm-hmm. Aerie, they're like, it they keeps flying off the shelves.
0: Right, right, right.
1: Because you're, they're versatile.
0: I just remember prepping at VR VER when the Alexa was first out. Mm. And the guy told me, yeah, we have a standing, like, we'll take as many as they will sell to us. Right. And I'm like, so if they told you 50, they're like, we'll take them. I'm like, what? they couldn't make them fast enough that's right. why i'm like how is the mini the best selling but now i get what you're saying now it makes sense um no it's it's great it's great it's and the a regular lex is the, great the, see the form is perfect
1: the blue like, pill the red pill. that's what i always say it's the red pill or the blue <laughs> right. pill right literally yeah yeah um different tools for different things
0: yeah that's fine and yeah. you know another thing red did wrong <laughs> <laughs> I'm not here to bash red, whatever. Um, but um but they they the accessory stuff, that's one great thing about a camera house. You've rented from Claremont a lot and a lot of other places. You get your stuff, it all works and it's pretty standardized. And with red for the first few years, you show up on it, they're like, Oh, we have a red, you flown it. I'm like, Yeah, I have to talk to the assistant. How do you mount this? How do you do that? What do you like? Because some of them would be ridiculous, like homemade shit. And you're like, what is happening here? So you don't, I need to mount my stuff and I need to be able to use this thing.
1: Well, I think what you're referring to is like that initial owner operator, lower prosumer tier person that went out and bought one.
0: Yes, but part of the reason- Which
1: gave kind of a bad taste into professionals.
0: Yes, For sure. Well, no, no. I mean, a bunch of pros bought them too. Of course. Um, And that's what I'm talking about. But or or people wanted to people. Venture. He loves reds. Yeah, yeah. I know. People started making. um, They wanted to have rental houses, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. So they started buying, like they're letting they're having people prep out of their garage and stuff. Mm -hmm. Which. I guess it's fine. It's just so weird. But my point about it was accessories.
1: Right. They well, that's what separates, you know, the owner operator from the rental house. An owner operator yeah, has just yeah, enough yeah, to I'm make not, it work. But
0: I'm not, I'm not blaming the owner operator here. Yeah. I'm blaming Red because they didn't go and they didn't find a partner. Like now, tons of people. They make did. Accessories. They had
1: Element Technica.
0: Really. Mm-hmm that like official stuff
1: they eventually bought element Tactica, but Elman Technica was making oh, really? all these brackets and handles and huh. support for that
0: because i would see stuff from like 84 different companies and like oh this rod's from so and so oh that one doesn't really fit the thing right and then oh, i have to mount the battery here but like 84 pounds of gunk has to hang off here and it was always like a whole thing with that camera and i guess maybe i just used it too much early yeah and um but you know, whatever. I'm sure it's great now. Um,
1: it's much different now.
0: Is it? Yeah. Well, have to. We'll have to work together somehow we'll have to, have to check yours out.
1: They've actually got newer Reds now.
0: Newer than yours? What's oh, that yeah. one called?
1: They just came out with the Gemini, which is a 5K dual ISO camera.
0: Oh, right. And it has like so two like a stops in a, in a thousand more in the dark
1: in the dark end, so you could you could see quite a bit. That's cool. And shoot three thousand two hundred clean.
0: Cool. That's a good idea. There is another camera that does that.
1: And they have the the VeriCam.
0: VeriCam, right? Yeah. We'll
1: do dual ISO. Right. Which I've been watching Ozark,
0: which was shot on that. That's VeriCam. Hmm. I did not know that. VeriCam right.
1: cooks it. Uh,
0: it looks a like force. a cook show. Yeah. It's it's right. I don't
1: you know what every it looks it looks good. Yeah. Yeah yeah. yeah. But it doesn't
0: pop. I don't think it's supposed to pop.
1: Yeah, maybe that's right.
0: That's why I said it looks like a cook, it's like an S4 show. It's kind of like a show. slow, dark... It's that soft, muted look. Right?
1: Yes. Which the very cam... I
0: mean, if you want pop, okay, get Master Primes or Primos or... I don't know which one of the Leicas are super sharp or whatever, but... The Sumulux. Yeah. Like, get those. But if you want the show to look a little muddy, which it kind of does, right? It does It's kind of gray
1: But I think that's more attributed to the sensor And the coloring
0: No, I think they want it that way Yeah But it's But the Jeez, Luis Uh, Sorry, I'm banging the mic Um, I think that it was intended that way And S-Force fit into that equation in my opinion Yeah Does that make sense?
1: Have you seen season two?
0: Yeah, all of it Yeah, it's good It's really good Really good Um, Should we just do a TV review show? Sure, you and I will just talk about different shows. So, have you seen that new show, The Connors? It's about Roseanne dying or whatever. I don't oh God, um, let's not talk about Roseanne.
1: <laughs> so should we talk about politics? No, no, I don't think we should.
0: Nobody cares. Everybody has a stupid opinion. Yeah, Nobody gives a shit. I, what I think I we're all about s- that we're issue. So, uh, it, well, look, look, this show over
1: at all at this point. Yeah,
0: and this shows uh, this show on both sides. That's the funny part yeah you know exactly but but this show this podcast is about stuff that we forget i i hesitate using this word we are experts right Mm -hmm. we work in this business i have i have 20 years in the business this year i don't know about you but i think you started before i did yeah so
1: 24 right
0: right so and i think we're about the same age you just started sooner than i did but um um we 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 should talk about stuff that like we actually are experts on. You know, okay. we all think we're politic political experts, <laughs> but it's all opinion at this point. Yeah, you know? I mean, yes, there are facts, but like who, nobody gives a shit with my opinion about whoever is. You know, um, but anyway, uh, which is why I avoid it. It doesn't need to be that, and mostly nobody cares, and no one will listen. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you. <laughs> um, but. Uh, What else? Were, were we, what have you been up to? I mean, what have you been shooting lately? I mean, I know you used to shoot. You've always done like skate video, like type. Well, not skate videos. But well, I like,
1: grew up skateboarding. Right. And that's kind of how you've I always got, been oh, into, got into this, but, this world.
0: By the way, we should definitely talk about your documentary.
1: My documentary?
0: Let's talk about it. We can sure. talk about what you've been up to it's, besides that lately. But let's talk about that first. So... 10 years ago, I think.
1: Yes, 10 years ago.
0: You're like, hey, Brad, I'm making this skateboard documentary. I'm like, cool. And I I think I told you, if you ever need help, let me know. I'll come out and help you.
1: The documentary is about the history of skateboard art. Right. So it's more or less the history of... Mostly decks. Yes, it's the art on the decks. Kind of like the history of skateboarding told through the art on the decks. So the film is really focused on the artist of skateboarding. Yeah, and how it started with a two by four and now it's ended up as a art in museums and galleries all over the world and how it's become a part of a pop culture.
0: Yeah, it's cool.
1: And so it's it's really kind of a, a homage to the different artists that kind of passed the baton, so to speak, over right. The generations.
0: Right, and you've been... Shooting this I've been, this I've been at years. it forever. So and, and so wait, wait, my first question for you is and we you should talk more about it just so people can hear about it, because I think it's really cool. And I've seen some of the interviews you've done yeah. with all the biggest people. And you knew a lot of these people through other people anyway, right? Or yeah. or just directly. Um
1: A little bit of everything. Right,
0: a little everything. But my point is you're getting like all the biggest names in skateboard and all the biggest collectors that pay ten grand for a sk- or whatever for a skateboard deck. And, but my, my major question to you is why the fuck are you still shooting? <laughs> why have you not finished? Well, because it can't be. It's almost like the you arc- can't shoot it until you die. Like you have to release it. Well, it's actually
1: point. cut. You could watch. It is. Yeah, you can cut. It's cut. You can watch the movie from oh, beginning really? to end. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm actually just in the process of uh, replacing the music with music we could afford. Oh. And clearing the the rights.
0: Oh, you are. So you're done.
1: Well, done is a tricky word when it's a a independent, self financed documentary, right? If I turned around tomorrow and 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 threw money at it, it would be done really quickly. Got it. Right, but you know, as you know, Brad, we work and we have hectic schedules.
0: Yeah, sure, sure. I'm not, I'm not hassling you. Yeah. yeah. I actually, I mean, I was hassling you. I wasn't hassling you because of that part. I was hassling you because it seemed like you were going to shoot like
1: because I'm still shooting
0: eighty four thousand hours and then like make. (laughs) make a documentary that's you know you're not ken burns okay like no, no. like it, it's gonna be two hours or whatever it's gonna be It
1: actually it shouldn't even be two hours right it should be like an hour and 20 right. tops right so which I'm it like, is
0: at a certain point you have to just <laughs>
1: well now i'm just being it's like gonna... a, a picky artist where okay. i'm going right. through it and i'm like you know what i don't really like this section i've got all these cameras let's just call up eli and go do another interview with him He lives around the corner. It'll take a few hours.
0: Okay, that's cool.
1: And so uh, I've just been replacing selective things. Nothing major, right?
0: So if you're waiting on clearances and shit, it's like, oh, may as well make this a little better. May as well make that a little better. Whatever.
1: Yeah. Cool. Well, when we when I started, uh, you know, I we were shooting on like HDV and like P2 cards, (laughs) and and now we're finishing and we're shooting like Reds and Alexas.
0: After this documentary. You can start another one about the history of, of video formats.
1: That's funny you say that because I have 100% thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> You're my, the guy for it. My, no, my suggestion to myself is hell no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, the first question that comes well, to mind well, is who the hell would watch that? Keanu,
1: Keanu Reeves made a movie about formats.
0: Well, it was a film versus video thing, right? Yeah, it was. it was fun. I don't think I actually saw it. I wanted to.
1: If you're like into camera stuff, it's, it's on it, Netflix. It's, yeah, it might be. I've
0: seen it. It's, it's fun. Oh, well, cool.
1: But I, I would never make another history documentary. Really? Ever. Really? Because the scope of it is so massive. Right. Right. I'm compressing like literally 60 years of history into two hours, or not two hours, an hour and 20. Right. And, that, and that's the real inherent challenge. Right? Yeah. Because it's not American history where there's wars and dramas and you can spread it out over like, you know, eight two-hour episodes. Mm-hmm. You've got to kind of get in there and get the the juice and squeeze mm-hmm. it out and make it interesting for people who don't necessarily know what the subject matter is.
0: Right. Yeah, and those little interesting stories that are going to come up about how <laughs> yeah. they had this idea to – like. I'm sure this question was asked: Who had the first idea to paint something on the board?
1: Well, the thing with right? all that is like there's really no one person,
0: right? Right? It's it's really like right. But then you talk to the guys that their first board and why they decided to do that, you know? Yeah. Um, and then you get that story, and then you you know or whatever. Like I get it. It's it's really cool. It's fun. Yeah, it's super fun, and I've seen clips of it and stuff that are really. Are really neat. Didn't you shoot You shot some stuff in Hawaii for it No
1: I did go to Hawaii
0: Like Eight years ago Yeah
1: that was a long <laughs> Wow you've got a good memory Yeah we shot, we shot I
0: remember Was it Caballero Or some super famous a Hosoi ex- Hosoi Skating a A pool or something Yeah he You got footage of it He's rad Christian Hosoi
1: Yeah We've got all the uh,
0: God you're making me think My memory's good And I've been thinking for so long that Maybe my, my memory's memory just
1: Way worse I have selective memory I try to pretty much only remember the good things. And I just completely omit the bad things. What's the point of remembering?
0: I wish I could be that way. Yeah. That's a good way to Cause, be. Because, you know,
1: someone once told me, karma is a memory. Boom. So think about it. You have this experience. It was very traumatic. That day you did Steadicam and you had to walk backwards on like a tightrope. <laughs>
0: right you keep thinking about that tightrope over and over again Brad <sighs> yeah <clears throat> yeah 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 it, it haunts my nightmares <laughs> yeah so <See>, you move on <laughs> yeah speaking of moving on what, what about your what about your other stuff I are you still shooting you're still shooting music videos and yeah this year like been, you're into so much shit I this year we
1: did a lot of music videos Bill Yukage the director I work with has been on a real tear oh really and so we've been uh shooting quite a lot of videos. We did like 5 Marilyn Manson videos. Oh, cool. And we've done like 3 Shine Down videos and a certain of others. And we've been doing a lot of movie
0: work. Oh, that's right. Yeah. On all this stuff. I know you were excited to talk about movie stuff. Yeah,
1: right? I love movie stuff. I've always loved Steadicam. But when the movie came about, it it opened up a You don't a,
0: have to hire me anymore. Well, I don't think it was be that rid of me.
1: It wasn't about getting rid. I, th- I still think Cam is superior for certain things. There's no question about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the the gimbal allows a different kind of flexibility.
0: I think it's a great idea for a music video because you can go super low and super high and do whatever the hell you want on the moment. And uh, and and so many music videos are not choreographed, mm-hmm. so you run around. <laughs> and I know how you are. Um, Flexibility is something you you want to capture those special little moments, and so I'm sure that's great for you. Yeah, for scripted stuff, they're not. I mean, there, there's, not as... there's always there are always going to be specialty shots. Um, that that maybe the movie can do. It's a great tool to have when you need it. Um, like their very first video they did, I showed to a DP the movie video, yeah, the one on the rollerblades in the city, exactly right that was the best marketing they ever did is that rollerblade shot in my opinion um the guy skates up to the car and then they drive away and i was or he's on the car and then the car drives away or right. whatever it is um i'm like holy shit and then you see the behind the scenes and you're like unbelievable right and i showed that god again with agents of shield that came out while i was doing that pilot and i showed it to david boyd and he's like what the hell is this thing my my uh, the dp on the show and uh, I said, it's called a movie. It looks really cool for some stuff. And he's like, oh. He goes, so what would we have? We'd have your dolly grip holding the thing and then you would, is there, there are remotes on it? I'm like, yeah. It's like, okay, so you'd operate and your dolly grip would. He's like, that's interesting. He's like, we should test that thing. And I think we maybe for a moment talked about testing it after the pilot was over and then, you know, people get busy. And I never tested it. I've never. I t- I tried one out at Cinegear once, and it lost signal, so it didn't really work. Mm. But um, other than that, uh, I don't have much experience. There was one on a show I was on for a little while. They had a full time one, and um, the guys. I was just I was day playing on a bunch, and the guys were. Um, they said they'd never used it, but it was on full time rental on the show. I'm like, wow. They're like, we have no plans to use it. <laughs> <laughs> One of the guys owned it. Like, whatever. Okay, cool. And some things like that really give people a bad taste in their mouth. Mm. I think. I mean, um, but I don't think it's right for most scripted shows. cam is. I mean, for moments in shows, especially they want to do these giant shows now. We talked about Ozark, the, you know, all the stuff they do. I'm sure it's a great thing to have, like, when you need that weird shot that starts low and goes high or... Or comes off the roof and or whatever the hell it is. Yeah, it's great, it's great. But you don't, um, you don't need it for steadicam stuff. It's not a steadicam.
1: Well, one other way to utilize it is as an alternative to handheld work. Sure, right, absolutely. Which I've experienced lately, where I put on like my Optimo Zoom. Okay, and then I actually connect it to like a, a hand zoom on the Movie so I could zoom. Cool. Why well, my AC is pulling focus, mm-hmm. and then it changes the way you operate. Obviously, it doesn't feel like handheld, but it has this dreamy, floaty vibe to it. Yeah, which, a different vibe. Yeah, which is different than like
0: Steadicam. Yeah,
1: it's stif- different than Steadicam. is different than handheld, mm-hmm. and it, it almost feels like you're there, right? Because it has a little floatiness, and you're also going up and down mm-hmm. subtly. Sure, it is a ready rig. Huh? Have you seen the ready rigs?
0: Oh is that with the two big yeah, they create,
1: the spider Spider Man suit we call it? Right.
0: Yeah. Uh is that the one Clausen makes?
1: <laughs> That's the, yeah, he makes something similar to it. The vest. And he makes no, it, he makes, he makes the, vest, the slingshot.
0: He, yes. He makes a rig for it. The know, slingshot's yeah.
1: like a souped up ready rig. It is? Okay. Yeah. It's very cool. They make great stuff. They do make
0: great stuff. Um they are friends of mine too. Nice. Walter is a smart dude um anyway um uh yeah i mean that's cool and and i was just thinking there's another um look that's like an almost handheld look which is the easy rig
1: easy rig. i have one of those too
0: right and while i understand why people use them i've used one once actually (laughs) doing pickups on a movie myself and another operator used one for the first time together <laughs> yeah and the dp said look you guys don't have to use these but i got them for you because all day we're shooting at waist height.
1: Mm. it's helpful for that
0: right so we were like okay and i didn't love it but but it was a comedy so we're doing a lot of like why don't you say you know this or that and as opposed to um it's that and blah 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 and we were we were just
1: improvising uh,
0: so we're just standing there for long amounts of time, and I was like, "I'm glad I have this thing." On right, there. but um, it also hurt a little. Does yours hurt you?
1: You know what? Depending on which easy rig you have, there's going to determine how comfortable it is on you. Got
0: it. Got
1: it. The newer ones are a little bit beefier. They have like a, they don't dig into your back quite the same way.
0: Right. Right. Okay. And
1: yeah. then you got to realize, like, it's just kind of physics. Like, you've got this. 30 pound weight And it's pulling In the front of you Yeah It's yeah, low It's gonna pull On your waist Or your back Sure sure. It's just you know Something's gonna give
0: Yeah 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 No 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 I get it I get it I Like I said yeah. I was happy to have it I think the other guy was too So
1: Yeah cause I've, when I've done A lot of like doc stuff But it has a look to it It does have a look to it It for has it,
0: sometimes This swingy look
1: Yeah it's It's not my favorite Right
0: But if you have it's, to Hold the almost, camera for hours Yeah
1: it's a bit of a sacrifice Right but it's either like, I'm going to need a massage and like five chiropractic adjustments after today for 12 hours of handheld or I'm going to wear an easy rig.
0: Right. Right.
1: But it's funny because they used to be kind of shunned upon as a ENG. Thing.
0: I think they were. Yeah.
1: Because ENG. They were
0: pretty flimsy at the beginning, too. Yeah, it's definitely most. It was was like a backpack with a thing poking out. (laughs) That's basically what it was. was, Yeah, I saw one in a commercial in like 1999, like probably one of the first ones ever. And it just the DP was using it it looked super weird. It does look weird. Yeah, they're they've obviously beefed them up a lot since since then. But um, I I did a commercial a couple years ago, and the other operator had one on. And she was not good about, like, when they disconnected, about holding on to it. And those oh, things just swing freely. And she hit me in the head.
1: You can really get hurt. It's like hurt.
0: a three- or four-day spot. She hit me in the head, like, eight times. Wow. That's I'm like, bad. I'm like, would you will you please grab the thing? She would just, like, let it swing? Well, they would, they, they would pull it's it like down a- and take the thing off. And then she would just stand up. And it would go, swing around and smack. Who? I'm sure she hit a lot of other people, too. I'm like, Hey.
1: Yeah, you got to be very aware. Like, of Like, yeah,
0: wear it. That's fine, but like when they take it off, hang on to the yeah, giant yeah, on metal on. post that's going to swing, around. and a hook that's going to swing around and smack somebody. Actually, in the, the, the eye.
1: newer easy rigs won't
0: swing 180 around. There's like a stopper, right? Because why would you ever need it behind you? You wouldn't, right? Right. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, it was when I wore them. I was super conscious of it because it was after I'd been hit in the head, oh, yeah. so I was like hanging on to it for dear life, but. Um. Anyway. Um. Yeah. So you own the movie too, huh? Movie Pro. Movie Pro. I don't L- know. With what? all
1: the little doodads that Is go that with the it. high end one. Uh, that's like the most recent one. Okay. There's yeah. the There's the XL, and now they have an, a new one, with carbon.
0: So so music videos mostly, and are you doing any narrative stuff? Not so much
1: narrative stuff. But doing a bunch of doc stuff. The you know, last year, I did the um, Zen Diaries of Gary Shanley
0: oh you did that
1: yeah with Judd Apatow that's so good he just won an Emmy yeah so that was a great project to work on
0: super cool super cool you probably saw we got to did meet did you up. shoot it yeah you were the DP yeah I had no idea how yeah. did I not how did I miss that Oh, most
1: of it's archival.
0: <laughs> That's true, but I mean, you yeah. did tons of interview stuff. Tons of interviews. Were really, you shot all the letters and really all, the, all that insert stuff, which was great. You did that stuff. Actually, right? I
1: didn't do that stuff. Oh. I think that that was done. Was <laughs> well, that box. was my
0: favorite part?
1: Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was cool. I actually no, loved, it I loved was. Tabletop. It was
0: very good. But but um, I was just giving you shit about it. it uh, was my Favorite part? No, I thought it was fantastic. I love the way it looked. It was good. That's cool, man.
1: That's a great documentary.
0: How was working with Apatow? He
1: was great. Yeah? He he knows what he wants, obviously. Comes in there. It was a personal story for him. So it was as much a journey for him Mm. as it was for us, you know, because he was actually trying to extract information about this man who was so much uh, influence on his life. Mm -hmm.
0: And still a mystery in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool and that he got to read all the the diaries. Yeah. How did that come about? Did they talk about that in the in the documentary? Did Gary tell him he could or what how did that go?
1: I don't know exactly how that went. I mean, I think they maybe when Gary passed away they stumbled upon the diaries and started reading them. He journaled quite a bit.
0: I mean, it seems like a It's almost an invasion of privacy.
1: Well, I think once you leave this planet, there's no privacy. I guess so. Well, well, who cares at that point?
0: No, I know. You're gone. I guess. I guess. It just seems like...
1: In a way, I think if you're leaving a diary... The romantic
0: di- idea of somebody kind of protecting your legacy, you really? know? I feel like... We- no, I'm glad he did. Don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah. I'm just saying in a general sense, you know? Like, oh, he's dead now. Let's read all his private shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, you know, like... But
1: in a way, if you, if you wrote a diary and left it,
0: I think subconsciously
1: you're thinking like I hope one day someone reads this you think so yeah maybe you're right why else would you I mean I guess it's part of your therapy
0: you're right it's a way to just get things out right on the paper good way to
1: uh, people don't go back and step out of your body
0: and look at yourself people don't just go back and read a diary they might go back and look back for a certain experience but they don't go back and just read pages of diaries it's not that they wrote them to display they wrote them to purge themselves of Good, bad, or other, right? As a way of explaining it to themselves in the moment, right? Is that the idea? way? Of find, I don't do trying it.
1: to find. I, I wish I I used to do it more. Did you?
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't. I just I think, never. You know
1: what's funny is we don't really actually write with pens that often anymore. Yeah. With all your phones, you know, you could go. You could go weeks without actually ever touching a pen. I can't. Well, that's because you have a podcast. You see right, you here, right. I take <laughs> notes
0: constantly. I have my. I have my little pen and paper always normally it's filled with notes uh sometimes very intricate notes and with you what i did was i didn't take any notes and i didn't do any research because because i've (laughs) known you so long (laughs) i knew we'd have no notes needed (laughs) Well, also, you don't work in the regular narrative world, so it's not like you know. I didn't realize the Gary Shanling thing because I would have asked you. about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm a little
1: bit all over the place. Yeah, you
0: know? you've always been that way. Like,
1: yeah, I have. I mean, some of the stuff I remember I did at one this...
0: point you were shooting like stuff for Dancing with the Stars. I'm like, that's a weird one. Yeah, then that you were was traveling weird. with like the Dew Tour, shooting stuff for them.
1: Yeah, there, when I started the uh, the Skateboard dock, I found myself working on the the Dew Tour at the time. Which That's was like' which a skateboarding was, competition, yeah, which was quite fun for me. It was like front row seats to like
0: what you would go to anyway, pretty much right
1: yeah, i mean i I love b m x and skateboarding, right, I just grew up doing that stuff, so right, I was like i wanna I wanna work on the detour so I could stand on the on the deck. <laughs>
0: Well, I'm sure you got to know some of the guys that way, too. Yeah,
1: it was actually great for the film. Right. Because this way, I was just right in the lion's
0: pit. Right. You could probably... Did you do any interviews, like, out on the road? Uh, not so much, but it would be, like, meeting people. You'd get them kind of started there, set up. Kind of, they'd
1: see me out there. They'd saw, you know... The skateboard world's a little tight little community, so I think when I started the project, people wanted to know that... I was authentic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wasn't some outsider coming in trying to exploit the culture. Right. And it was quite obvious that that was my first passion. So
0: I think you're just trying to make a quick buck.
1: Yeah, Yeah. definitely not. Ten
0: years later, (laughs) self-funded.
1: Self-funded $100,000 art project. Somebody's
0: getting rich off of this. (laughs) Not me. I mean, you know, the funny part is, though, it occurs to me like it's – in a certain way it's kind of good that you've taken this long mm-hmm. because now you have netflix and amazon and even hulu right where i don't know if that's interesting to you and hbo like you have a lot of places to sell it it used to be hbo um
1: short theater runner if you were really a theater lucky
0: release if it's one of the studios it's dvds and dvd and that yeah. was it.
1: It's a different. It's a different time,
0: right? So if you wanted a lot of people to see it, I mean, you ha- you needed those particular people, mm-hmm. and now you have a lot more options, and they're all looking for content, mm-hmm. original content. So I think you'll probably you'll probably sell it in a snap. I don't know if you've been talking to them or not.
1: I haven't. Been, I haven't gotten that far.
0: I'll have I'll have my people call your people. done. Yeah. We'll but this it's started.
1: it's definitely. Design for platforms like that, of course, you know, and documentaries fortunately have become quite popular on the streaming services hugely popular I mean, I watch documentaries
0: all the time, every so do day. I. every day I love them I love them too, and i used to yeah. i 've been to theaters to see them so often, yeah. and there 's a resurgence in them in releases a little bit lately,
1: yeah, Netflix has really been pumping that up no, out. but
0: on the- theatrical there's there 's been a bit of a resurgence won 't you be my neighbor And the like I just talked about this with Chris, but like They've been making a bunch of money, Mm. which is great. But I think there's always been a need for them and a want. Yeah, but I don't know. Just the way the business was, it it, it didn't. Documentaries didn't get three thousand screens. No, for the most part, they got New York, L.A., Chicago, Dallas. Well, the the Atlanta or where you know what I mean. Like people
1: just weren't. People wanted to go see like stories and. I think in the past documentaries were like PBS or like you know TV yeah, but, and now it's yeah, but it's different want, now people want No, but people, people crave information.
0: People wanted it then too, Matt. The problem is the release structure is really hard. It's very true. If you live in the middle of North Dakota, no theater, even if you have a theater 5 minutes from you, it doesn't get documentaries. Mm-hmm. It gets whatever one blockbuster movie is a kid's Batman or whatever right
1: Right? well there's always been art theaters
0: yes there have but in, they're they're mostly in big cities true and in the ones where they're the smaller cities you know they have to make choices and you know anyway in in LA right now how many documentaries are on screens in theaters right now I don't I don't know the answer but I guarantee there's three or something or whatever yeah, a handful right and if you go to where I'm from Orlando You'll be lucky if you can find one at the art theater there, right? right? So, Because they have to make money too, you know? No. Anyway. People uh, go to the movies to see I'm just saying spectacles. Pe- I'm just saying people always wanted documentaries too. It's been proven by a lot of them making yeah. money. But now there's just a way that a lot more people have access. That's the point. That's all. So um, I don't know why I'm getting all... I love documentaries so much. They've always always been legitimate. That's my point. It's not like they just now started to be good. They've always been good, I think. You don't think? No, definitely.
1: There's so much rich history to to pull from. You're giving me a look like I'm getting a little
0: overexcited about this. Maybe you should make a documentary, Brad. About (laughs) documentaries. It's a coffee table book about coffee tables.
1: (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> the history of documentary filmmaking in a documentary.
0: I mean, that'd be the most epic doc ever, directed by Michael Moore. <laughs> He's got a new one coming yeah, out. Yeah, he sure does. And talk about theatrical release. See, his have been making a lot of money, and they actually, this is probably the, the the exception that proves the rule. I just mentioned his get giant releases. I mean, maybe not giant giant, but it's probably in a thousand screens or more. Don't you think? Oh yeah,
1: I mean he's probably got the highest-grossing documentaries of all time, next to uh, the penguin movie.
0: True, but as as one filmmaker, he's he must own that. I mean, the there's the what the Maleses, the Males Males Malesley brothers, Mais, Malesley. I always forget how to say <laughs> their name. They maybe they maybe could compete with adjusted dollars or whatever, but. I don't think it could be with Michael Moore.
1: He's done. I think you're right. But. Because he's had the the theatrical runs, which brought in the the big money. Well, so did they on some stuff. Yeah.
0: Wasn't Grey Gardens. Oh, was that like. Grey
1: Gardens. What a great movie. Did you ever see the spoof that they did on that? Yes. (laughs) With. um,
0: Drew Barrymore. That's so funny.
1: (laughs) From the guy from. um, Wow. What's the show they do in Portlandia?
0: Oh! No, I never saw that. Fred Armisen? That's amazing. Oh, I never saw that. I love him. He's so funny. Him dressed up as the mother or something? Yeah, it's hilarious. That's funny. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, like, as far as, like, money-wise, they're probably second Mm -hmm. to Michael Moore. And Michael Moore's probably at a billion dollars, and they're probably at 12 million. (laughs) And they're in second, probably. Although, I mean, there have been some, but as far as, like, one filmmaker doing it... Yeah. I mean like that Amy document that Winehouse Amy Winehouse documentary was awesome um, oh god there was the one about that reclusive writer that was really good too um, who wrote The Catcher in the Rye Of uh, oh god why am I blanking oh you know who it is anyway that was a great one um, and they these all made money but they're like one-offs I think that guy spent like 10 years of his life making that movie about that author you know whose name I can't believe I can't remember, but, yeah. Ten
1: years. You know, that's what they say the average uh, concept of completion is in this town is. Of a documentary? Film. Documentary. Like, really? Yep. Yeah, you think of the idea, and you start. Average. Just think. You, you, start, you think of your idea today. hmm Tomorrow, you start writing it. If you're lucky, you finish your script in six months. Yeah. <sighs> right? Yeah, yeah then you start showing to your friends then you, you start changing it it's a year
0: you're rewriting right
1: then you're, you're, you you got your script done it's a year later oh yeah then you start shopping around nobody wants it that's another year <laughs> right. right
0: you get you get <laughs> some meeting <laughs>
1: then you get some meeting then you meet somebody and they're like we love it I'm gonna find you money right and then it's another year right right and then like a year goes by then you get the money you wait for the money and you start shooting it's five years and something you know you're, you're, yeah. That's just the short, fast version. And you're in post. You're shooting for a year. You're in post for a year. You're at seven years.
0: Yeah. The f- Well, the fast version now is...
1: Shoot it on your iPhone. Well, no. Upload to Instagram.
0: No, 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 no. no. I, I mean, a real Hollywood, like, the fast version is Studio Buys Book. Mm. That's the fast version, isn't it?
1: That's an effective version.
0: Studio Buys Book you know buys rights to book 2 months before book is released script is finished in 2 months cuz they hired the guy that finishes scripts in 2 months they do three re- rewrites by different people that takes 8 months <laughs> and then finally they're pretty happy and during the last rewrite they start casting right and they're off and that's like a year and then by the time it comes out that's another 8 months a year least. something right yeah. that's the fast version that's probably the fastest way, and that's still a couple years, right? But if you really wanted, to be, if you want to be authentic about it, you have to you have to think about when the author of the book started thinking about Correct. the book.
1: concept of completion, <laughs> right?
0: Right. But as a Hollywood way, that's It's a the,
1: slow-moving creative process.
0: Yeah, it is, and still, like even with all the time to think about this stuff and to rewrite and rewrite. And rewrite most of it is total shit Isn't how is that, that possible
1: I, that's possible because um, people that are making decisions don't necessarily have good taste
0: yeah because well lawyers
1: yeah, it's not it's not all based on taste it's logistics
0: but lawyers and business people
1: are often the people
0: that are right they're the essentially decision. in charge of creative right. decisions because they make their creative decisions. Based on money,
1: mm-hmm. well, it's just like fine art. How many fine artists are there in the world? Millions. How many are good? Right. And how many? And make how many? Money? And how many are original?
0: And how many make money?
1: Correct. Right. And so what combination
0: of all three of those exists? Very, very few. Right. Yeah. yeah, I get it. And 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 it's kind of it's a bit like uh, it's a bit like my contact sheet too. Right. You shoot thirty six, and you hope one is Your good. Your odds. Right, um there's a certain company that makes a bunch of movies that I'm not going to say the name of that sprays the room like that, right um spray and pray, yeah, well, I mean, they make a shitload of movies for on the cheap, and then once a you know once every ten movies they have one that makes a hundred million or fifty million or whatever, and that pays for all the other crap. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not always the good one, I'm sure, that makes the money. But well, I
1: think a big part of this strange business is like timing, like we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. The right movie at the right time with the right person with the right music.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It, You're right. There's so much synchronicity that needs to happen.
0: Well, it can certainly, yeah, and it can make people's careers. Mm-hmm. And um, it can make people rich. Can do a lot of things. It can also make them poor. Well. You're talking about yourself there, Mr. (laughs) Self-Finance. (laughs) Self-Financing. I bet you'll – knowing you, you'll get your money back or close to it.
1: Yeah, I'm 100% confident I'll get get everything I put into it. Maybe not my blood, sweat equity, No, but I never went into this thinking I'm going to – Get rich on no, this No I know you didn't I okay, know you I didn't. went into this like hey, This is something This is a, a film that I would like to see it Doesn't exist Right
0: Well crea- creating something out of thin <laughs> air Is it's, it's interesting Because that's what I've done with this podcast Right I I was like Listening to other podcasts And I thought Why is no one No one There are some film ones out there But like there's nothing Steadicam specific right. And and a lot of them are really technical and stuff and whatever, and that's fine. Like there's this place for any uh, for everyone, but so I wanted to do this, and and it's funny. You start doing it, and you through my first episodes, I'm figuring out what it is, and then thinking about it, and writing stuff down, and then trying to learn what I need to do, how to use the website that I have to upload it to, how to use the software, you know, all the, process, the shit. You have yeah. the whole process and all the shit. And then, like, there are some comments on Facebook like, you should you should interview Garrett Brown. Ugh. And I'm like, thanks. What a great original idea. 100%. So have you had some of that with your... 100%. I mean,
1: with making this documentary, it was, oh, you've got to get this guy, and you've got to right. get this person. Right. You've got to go there, and you've got to do this. And I'm like, it's so much easier said than done. Right. And And and, it's not even... And not only that, but it's like, you have no idea what I have done. Right. Right, right, right. right, right. And you have no idea what my thesis or focus is. Yeah.
0: But I'm glad you have uh, input. I'll take your input. Right. I'm glad you're listening. I'm glad you're watching, interested, whatever. I I think people simplify stuff. It just turns so quickly into something that people... Well, we do it with stuff all the time shit i did it a minute ago with smells like teen or a little while ago with smells like teen spirit i'm like yeah it wasn't that great a video you know it's like well okay asshole why don't you go shoot it it you know it made nirvana billionaires you know or whatever like well that's the
1: the the day that an age we live in is is you're inundated with opinions right constantly yeah with everything you do right and so you've really got to have a strong sensibility to ignore it, absorb it, mm-hmm. deflect it. Do whatever you want with whatever it. Whatever you right. want with it. But you yeah, yeah, yeah. can't take this stuff to heart.
0: No, 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 no. Especially yeah. the bad stuff. No, no, of course not.
1: Because, you know, if I know when I put this documentary out, there's going to be people ba- that Sorry. love it. Yeah. And there's going to be people that like hate it. Right, it right, goes right, with right. anything.
0: right. Yeah
1: And so you And if c- there
0: aren't You're doing it wrong Right
1: So right. you've got to make The yeah. podcast Or the movie You
0: want Right Right and Yeah in, Which is Right in the, in
1: the process You learn what that is
0: Right Right Is there anything else You want to say Hmm I don't know What else can we talk about
1: We didn't talk too much About movie stuff
0: No well, I think we talked about The important parts Of the movie stuff Yeah I mean, you could tell me what it takes to put the thing together in the morning, but um, just wake me when you're finished.
1: The do's and don'ts. <laughs> the do's and don'ts of Movi operating.
0: Actually, I was going to ask you. Uh, that's a good point. I, I had a question lined up, and we got off on other stuff. When you do Movi, you said you have a Zoom control on it.
1: If I have a Zoom on there, yeah.
0: If you have a Zoom. Okay, but any whether you do or not, are you – I've never really used one too much, like I said – there's one where somebody else pans and tilts, and there's one where you can do it. Right, so you're doing it on the rig, correct? You're the, panning, tilting, zooming. Yes. Is it the one that just drifts where you drift, or is the it movie, what do they call that?
1: I mean, like I told you, you could set up with the mimic. where, yeah, but you, but, where someone else remotely. Will but I'm operate. asking you the way I set it up. Normally, right. I, I never use the mimic because it it's it's not really necessary. Okay. unless the director's like i want to pan and do this you're like okay we could do it like that but right, right. for the most part i'm operating the movie and doing that stuff myself
0: how do you do that what kind of controls are there
1: so for a pan tilt it's just a subtle movement in your in your hands oh okay it's like a to the left you push it to the left does it
0: just float over
1: so the way that it's I've, called
0: something right there's like a it's called drifter no uh, what's it, what the hell is it called Something
1: well, there's ways to set up your movie. Okay, so I've got like particular settings that I, are my go to settings the bandwidth, and the I can't even pull up the app here. But, um, the tuning it's pan, roll, and tilt. Mm-hmm. And so you could adjust how far you want it to pan left, how much you want it to tilt up, and, and, and the way that it'll sling back like a rubber band, slow or fast. Oh. So, so
0: it just automatically chases you. So it's it's doing that on a motor. It's not just floating around.
1: There's these motors that keep it balanced. And so when you pan right, it'll slowly move to the right. You as pan. fast as you set it to. Well, it's also how much how pressure how go, much right. pressure you put on and how much. Oh, that's interesting. How I how didn't the know thing that. Is set up. Oh, okay. All right, right? Cool. So I tend to like to set mine up so I have a little bit of bandwidth so that it's more aligned with how I'm actually panning a normal camera right as opposed to some like delay in the drift oh
0: you don't yeah you wouldn't want that you want it to be like no you want to be able to react to somebody especially if you're doing a video a music video yeah
1: right like this year some of one of the one challenging job we had was was doing nba Mm -hmm. uh finals and we've got to get like Harden doing what for them shooting specialty stuff for their um they're commercials for the program for the show, before okay. the show. So it's like the All-Star all, all game, and then we did the finals. Oh, cool. And so it would be like, LeBron's coming out of the dressing room, and he's going to walk to the court.
0: Right. You, so they didn't give you these people. You just have to show up at their game and shoot them Well, a bit. just
1: imagine this. You've got LeBron, uh-huh. who's the most famous basketball guy in the world, and you've got God knows how many people that are trying to get to him. Right, and then you're walking on onto stage, and I've got to just capture this while not running into anybody, uh-huh. getting him—he's like seven feet tall, right—and and, and uh, keeping it all beautiful. So it's like literally like walking through a crowd of people to get to like the main stage without getting in anybody's way, mm-hmm. not hitting anybody and getting the shot mm-hmm. so it's it's fairly challenging and you literally
0: you, there's no take two I mean, in a lot of ways it's like steadicam for that type of venue or even handheld it's just a movie instead yeah it's it's you're it's, using a movie for that right yeah we're using movie yeah. yeah okay
1: we're shooting uh for that one we're shooting like alexa mini with super speeds because we were rolling at 120
0: oh okay so you needed that stop
1: yeah we needed that stop
0: because you're not going to light those hallways and shit right
1: no you can't and there's no take so it's like he comes out that's he might not get
0: it or you don't right
1: well you got to get it
0: that but that's my point you have to get it and you have one shot at it you either get it or you don't but it's don't get it the
1: challenge is like where do you position yourself
0: right because you don't know you don't know what he's gonna do he might turn right when he comes out
1: he might turn left someone might stand in front of him right they might tell you you can't go there like it's all happening so fast it's not like a scripted show where you're like you've got like your your no. I've, I did, you back I did
0: live sports back in the day so I yeah. understand it's the same way they're you know um, but somehow we manage that's yeah. what makes us professionals I guess
1: I think I love that challenge yeah the challenge of like okay we got this like because you get that micro get that adrenaline 30 second window to capture this magical moment uh huh and then it's over right and if you mess it up you're not coming back ever again
0: <laughs> right yeah you get that adrenaline and pressure to to do it. And, it and and that's the difference we do yeah somehow we manage or you do anyway I don't really do that stuff anymore I think
1: but. one of my uh, strengths is that I excel under pressure I like it when the pressure's on I, I focus
0: better mm. yeah that's good, yeah, I think I'm like that a little too, but I think we all are because the pressure
1: is always on sometimes, you know, when they say action, yeah, it's on,
0: yeah, but sometimes it's better to have a little pressure because when things when it's less pressure, I can overthink things. true. I think so much about oh how I come around this corner and that like it's also in my head that when I do it, I'm thinking about that corner Right And I blow the corner Cause I thought about the corner too much You know But I, when I did it In rehearsal it was perfect Right But I realized Oh it was really hard That you know So I gotta think about it And so I can really screw it up and Like Or <laughs> right, you're overthinking it <laughs> Right exactly so, But when you get some pressure on you You don't overthink it Like when it's like Well we're shooting the rehearsal Oh shit Yeah And then you just go do it And then you nail it You know But anyway That's just me i'm a little neurotic
1: the other advantage you can't do steady cam shots of basketball players because they're too tall it's not true <laughs> you can't get your steady cam up that high super post how high can you get it seven feet past the ceiling okay you got one of those
0: i have access to
1: one <laughs> super post i don't own one you ever use one uh yeah seen... damn that's really never on
0: one of your jobs Seven feet. Uh. I don't know how long they are. They're you can get them really high though, because you put, you put a big post and another post on top on your, on your rig, and then you put the rig. You know, you can get up there. You can get over their head for sure, easy. I mean, just drive a, just drive a grip tricks with like a little crane on it and a stabilized mm-hmm. head. Matt, come on, man. It doesn't. This you movie don't shit. have the room for
1: that stuff. Yeah,
0: man. you do. Sure, just back it right into the hallway of the arena. <laughs> put like a tulip crane on it with like a stabsy head and you know and you're good to go yeah you'll be fine you'll be <laughs> well that's how they would have done it back in the day 20 years ago
1: 20 I've years ago craziness. it would have done it with like a bolex well
0: it would have been a 435 on a you know but anyway alright oh you still have beer left what the hell not much well we're finishing anyway I need a beer so we're done <laughs> but thanks for coming in, man. Absolutely, it's been Rob. great seeing you after many years. I know we'll have to we'll have to hang out more often.
1: Enjoy your uh, shallow water housing case, from oh, Claremont thank you. Calum.
0: Actually, we're going to switch that out, aren't we? But by the way, I was going to say to you, your lovely wife and you are a couple. You're one of my first LA friends for oh. real. Oh wow! Think about it. We met before. That's true. I was in LA, and your wife is such a sweetheart and yeah. lovely, and. Did I have something to do with you guys? Meeting?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. You were on that. Um,
0: that's right.
1: The I Pepsi just, commercial.
0: It just clicked in Atlanta. Me. You were there the day I met her. That's right. That's right. I was there. I you didn't were there. Facilitate it, but without me, it never would have
1: happened. It's true. Because <laughs> I was like, who's that girl? And you're like, yeah, she's pretty cute, Matt. And
0: you might have talked to her that's for me or right. something. That's right. Yeah that's so funny that um what was that band all american rejects and speaking of that band that dude's been showing up in everything he's got a new record out or something the lead singer yeah, he's tra- he's on that Travis. show yeah um he was on preacher playing jesus christ the descendant of jesus no way but playing the super inbred 40 times version so he's like oh i didn't know that yeah and now he's on another show tyler that's his name tyler yes super cool yeah was he on Ozark? no what show was he on that i've been watching
1: i still have a soft spot for the all-american rejects me too Uh, they were there for for that pivotal moment in my life
0: (laughs) yeah well, they were nice guys. They were. Yeah. Oh, my God. Do you remember we all... Maybe not you, but most of us missed the flight. Oh. I'm, I think I made the flight.
1: Well, that's the night I met my wife, and I called the producer, and I was like, I don't think I'm going to make the flight tomorrow. <laughs> and he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm staying. He, and he, I remember he said to me, he's like, if you drop the film off at the lab, I'll get you another... Room at the the W hotel and I was like, Done.
0: That was your that was your <laughs> That was my deal with him. <laughs> and then the next morning I wake up to go
1: get the film and he was he was so paranoid that I wouldn't wake up to take the film. He went and did it anyway. I was like, I'm ready to take the film. He's like, I already did it. I'm like Okay. Do I still get my room at the W? He's I, like, Yeah. I can't and believe the,
0: I just remembered this. This is so funny. And that was uh the, well, we the were rest, up, rest we, of history. We were all up together late. Yeah. Because Ashley started the party. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> at the hotel. We were drinking in the lobby, and I think I ran out and bought a shitload of beer because the the, the the bar closed. Yeah. And we were sitting like, oh, we're not in the, lo- in the yeah, lobby. Yeah, it was like
1: a side lobby yeah,
0: lounge of the Atlanta W. Yeah. And man, we went to bed at like 5 a.m., and my flight was at like 10. Yeah. And I forget who it was. I can't remember whether I made the flight. It was either me, me and this other girl were like, will you call me one of the makeup girls or something? I think we made a deal to like try to remind each other to get up. Yeah, She was out with us at, and and um, one of us missed it. I think I made it and she missed it, if memory serves.
1: I stayed a couple extra days. You stayed a couple? Yeah. Yeah, well, you met your well, wife. Yeah, I met my wife. And that was it. And then That's she moved to L.A., uh... Three
0: months later, no way.
1: Not because of me. But she already had a job lined up. That's
0: yeah. Well, the magic I mean, of the universe. No, but that's lucky, you yeah. know. And if she if she had a job lined up in New York, you would have figured something out. I would have moved back to New York. Right. Yeah. I that's missed. so awesome, man. I totally. I always forget what the there you go. specifics of that story was. Okay. I'm glad we got that out. Yeah, cuz I I got. needed I needed that on the record that I'm. I am the person who facilitated all of that. That's right. Not really, but.
1: It was you and uh, Matt Pappas. You remember Matt Pappas? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was along for yeah, that. Yeah, he was along for the ride. And uh, who was that producer anyway? They were really Jason cool. Berg. Jason Berg did that. He was like director producer.
0: Yeah. I think that's I think that was the last Inter- time Interscope. I saw him. He's still around. Yeah, good. Well, we're not. We're done. We're not around Finito. on this anymore. Thank you again. And thank you for my gifts. You're Much welcome. appreciated. All right, later, buddy. Later. Thanks again to Matt for coming in and bringing me a gift. That was pretty cool. Um, anyone else on the show is welcome to do that. Hint. <laughs> um, check out his documentary. It's called Skateface. Um, he doesn't know when it's going to be released yet, as you heard, but um, but he said it's online somewhere. So I don't think he'd mind if he went and found it and watched it. It's S-K-8-F-A-C-E. And it's pretty cool. I've seen parts of it. It's pretty good. So um, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. And I'll be back next week with another new episode.